my God. It's the beginning of the year, but we're doing the end of the year because we are on CPT. <laughs> I hope, I hope this is going on Patreon. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to do that. That was all improvised, by the way. Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. We are not your average netizen. <laughs> and, um, the place where we discuss all the hot button topics of K-pop and the K-pop industry, along with Korean entertainment and East Asian or Southeast Asian entertainment as well. Uh, I am Nat, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Ash and Jimin. Hello. Jimin with a G. With a G. (laughs) And yes, we are here to talk about 2023 because, hear me out now, the only way to make proper resolutions in 2024 is if you look back on 2023 and you see the best and the worst of it to to determine what you should do best in 2024 with your resolutions. So, Nat, what are you talking about? She just made that up, but <laughs> I appreciate the effort. It's it's actually a very strong effort, and I could not agree more. I think 2023 was a wild year for so many reasons yes. that it would be kind of awkward if we didn't look back on it, even though it's already January 7th. But we, you know, we we <laughs> we don't speak on that. Exactly. Exactly. And. You know, we are going to have a good time because I feel like our responses are going to be really interesting about when it comes to like the best and the worst of 2023. I will say a warning in in the beginning, guys, Stray Kids will be mentioned because how could it not? So, you know, if you're a Stray Kids fan, please don't take it personal. You're not in Stray Kids. Why would you? I feel like, how, has there been a year where we haven't mentioned Stray Kids since we started Probably doing not. this? That's just, look, that just goes to show you the love and dedication that we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, let us start at the top with all of the categories that are, I guess we'll just go in order for the list. So, yeah. these are the Nyan Awards 2023, and Ooh. the first category is should we say all the categories first no i think i think we should go and go through them like as we go through them so as we go okay like yeah i I love it all right so best choreography what do you guys think was the best choreography for 2023 so mine is kind of a hot take because it's actually quite disrespectful (laughs) because the best choreography i chose is actually a tiktok dance and it's only like a 10 second dance, but it is the best thing I've seen in 2023. Okay. And that has to be TXT's TikTok challenge sort of thing, whatever they want to call it to happily ever after that they ended up turning into an actual choreography when they performed the song. Okay. Well, I have to check I'll it out. I have to show y'all. Yeah. yeah it would probably be good if we could like show each other. Didn't we say we were going to do that? Um, I don't know. Like literally right before we hit record, we were like, oh yeah, we can just look at these things when we go through. Yeah. I mean, if you have the video, I don't mind looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on TikTok, so it should be short. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we can definitely take a look because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, it's not super popular. They did it with a couple of the BTS members. 
mm-hmm. which is like why I think it kind of became a, I don't think it was meant to be a challenge, but anyway, should I, should we put it in a watch together or what? Uh, yes, that would probably okay. be best. If it that would be best. Time. That would be best. But while while I'm pulling that up, yeah. you guys can do your favorite yeah. choreography of the year. Ash, who did you pick? So I picked "Do Not Touch" by Misamo. I mean, honestly, it was overall like one of my favorite just performances because I just feel like I have kind of fallen off of K-pop choreography in general. But I did like it. I felt like it was subtle there wasn't too much hand choreography you know like you tend to see I don't know I just fit the song really well um and it it was just really nice and I understated and the girls were able to execute it well so that was my choice yeah no I think that was a good option because I love the like but you can watch me watch me can't touch me touch me that momo says like that's my one of my favorite parts of the song and i like how the choreography works with that that would have been my choice if lee seraphim had not relieved released an mv for eve psyche and the bluebird's wife i'm sorry like that i'm a mess 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 and like the the dancing everything like listen these girls are all main characters and they're given that energy every time they dance so i respect it and the choreography is really, I think it's like really catchy. Like mm. if you watch them perform it enough, you will probably start doing the same moves that they're doing, you know, in that sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. And I also picked Taemin for the Riznas because, did you see the MV? <laughs> no, I didn't. But yeah, he's insane for that. So that's why. Wait, I didn't. Now I feel like I got to watch it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, no. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just really impressive. I mean, it's Taemin. So I think like, it doesn't matter what song it is. The choreography is going to be probably one of the best for the year if you don't consider it to be the best. But yeah, I did think that the MV for the Riznas itself was just really cool. Like really, really cool. So, and apparently he, at his concert, he, he started that performance like he started the concert with that song and he was like upside down like entering the stage or some shit like that so i mean it's it's epic it's taming so. yeah no the upside down was wild like yeah. that was wild wait i put the watch together in here so okay. we can watch a couple of the killing parts of the choreographies i also want to add <laughs> two more because <laughs> i'm a child I want to add TXT's Chasing the Feel, Chasing That Feeling. This is actually probably my favorite one. I don't even know why I didn't say this one. But Chasing That Feeling. Fuck. Oh. Chasing That Feeling. There's a Vogue breakdown. Okay. And then I also want to add one more. And that is TXT's, <laughs> TXT's Sugar Rush Ride. The killing part. Because that choreography was so unexpected. Nobody expected them to do something like that. So first we'll do Happily Ever After, which is just a fun one. Um, They slowed it. Wait, why does it say dance mirror slow? Okay, well, let's click it. Oh, it really is slow. Why they slow it? Wait, how do we get to the... Okay, oh wait. Maybe because they want... Here it is. Here it is. Y'all ready? Yeah. Okay, okay, here we go. It's so stupid. I love it. Yeah, I can see why people liked it though. And why people like would make like be 
I guess, be so into it that they would then create actual choreography around it. <laughs> because yeah. that's one of the TikTok dance. What I respect about that, though, is that, like, I think a lot of times in the TikTok era, these choreographers sort of dumb down the choreography so that they can take, they can, you know, cut piece of it off to use for a TikTok challenge. Whereas this was already just created for TikTok. So it's already, like, you know, simple and fun. And then they sort of, created a choreography around it which they could you know make it more i guess stronger choreography because txt doesn't really do weak choreography anyway so that's um, true yeah. yeah i like that because then like yeah, that's more of an like i would expect that type of thing to be on tiktok versus like some of this the choreography that people are doing in their actual per group they're like they're like oh my group. god like yeah, you're kind of like, like people used to dance those are yes those are the the better the killing part this year okay Fun. So okay i like that that we talked about the best choreography mm-hmm. let's talk about the worst should we all say it on three or are we not on the same page we're probably not on the same i don't page. think we are okay so all right cool good to know <laughs> all right so who had the worst choreography for you net this is very unpopular i know it is but i'm sorry i think new jeans choreography is weird so yeah I interesting it. like just all of the choreography or a specific song i just think that it's 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 very unique to them and i res- i commend them you know for what they're doing but it's just like a lot of it i look at it i'm just like what who created this like this this is so specific to you as a popular group that as soon as you're not popular, no one's going to be, like, doing this, one. And two, it's, like, it's not something that takes skill. It's, like, a lot of it is just them being cute. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that I did not – I don't know if Hype Boy came out last year or 2022, but I didn't like the choreography to that as much as everybody else did. Yeah. I think it looks awkward on – on. I think it looks awkward for anybody who does it because Yunjun did it, and I was like, it looked kind of awkward. Yeah, I, I just think that a lot of it is just really awkward and weird. Like, it, it, I don't know, maybe I prefer, like, more structured choreography. Stuff I have like to say, I saw, like, a cover group of guys do, was, was it Shy? Super Shy? shy super Shy. Super shy. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that they interpreted it. I don't remember how New Jeans performed it. But they added, like, they had, like, voguing and stuff in the song. And I don't know. I liked the choreography when they did it. But I can understand in general, like, it's not really complicated or, I don't know, structured. It's just kind of, like, cutesy movements a lot of the time. Mm. Yeah, I just think, like, a lot of times you notice that like K-pop idols don't really like a lot of their cutesy choreography from the beginning of their career. And that's yep. literally all of New Jeans. So like in 10 years, mm. are they even going to want to do this stuff? You know what I mean? They're going like, to be embarrassed. Yeah. So it's kind of like, and also too, I did not like Super Shy. Like I think for me, the best one, I, I didn't mind Ditto so much. I didn't like Cool With You because I don't even know why that song has choreography. But I think ETA, I think ETA was one of the ones where I was just like, this is awful. Like, what, what are we even doing? The one with the beach party and they, they're doing it with the phone. It's like a phone advert really at the same time. So like the POV changes based, but they also had a storyline going on. It was very weird. Yeah, I just did not like it. Sorry. <laughs> what about you guys? So for me, I got two answers. Mm-hmm. I know that's illegal, but it's okay. <laughs> 
The first answer is no. I'm not. You know what? I got one answer. I w- can y'all go to the watch together because this is a choreography. I didn't see the whole choreography, but I seen I'm the killing seen. part, obviously. <laughs> and I just want you to notice. I feel like okay. Never mind. We're just gonna play it because I think that Yunjun kills this choreography. But why am I? Why am I forcing y'all to watch this? The guy who's not him is literally just. It's all leg. I'm sorry. <laughs> Subin, yeah. Subin, this is not Subin's lane. Okay. Subin okay. is a very conservative girly. Okay. He don't be all leg. I hate this choreography. I think it's terrible. Yeah. And I think it says something. The fact that the person who it's meant for looks the worst doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I also I- wanted an excuse to show you Yeonjun popping his little booty. So I figured that as much because I honestly, I don't think I ever watched the MV for Gone or gun or whatever the song is called. So I've never actually seen it outside of the, the challenge. challenges that I've seen from other people mm-hmm. with her. Cause she did it with NCT Mark and Johnny and she did it with yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> but anyway, I just think that the, the choreo is really like try hard yeah. and it's dumb. Yeah. And it only looks good when people are like, not Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Okay. I'm sorry. Ash, <laughs> worst choreography. Okay, so I couldn't remember a lot, but I remembered that song by NCTU called Baggy Jeans and how much I hated it. Oh, not Baggy Jeans! <laughs> and I was yeah. like, all I remember is those like empty jeans that was like dancing by themselves. So that's what I chose. Baggy, baggy, baggy Did y'all see the, the painting of Jesus in the baggy jeans? There no. was one in the MV? <laughs> no, somebody made like a Photoshop of Jesus in baggy jeans. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Here, I put, I put the... You about to show the killing part? Yeah. Oh, I, well, I put this part first because I love 10 and I think he does a good job. I know. But anyways, yeah, this is the... Oh, yeah, yeah. this choreo is terrible. Awful, awful, awful. This is, this is terrible. And she didn't even know what the choreo looked like and she knew it was bad. That's how you know. <laughs> That is so unfortunate. You could take somebody as talented as 10 and put him in that nasty choreography. I'm so sorry to you, Beyonce. I'm so sorry. Uh, Yeah, so next is Best Music Video. This should have been probably at the end, no? I know, but anyways, we're here. (laughs) You made it. What you talking about? No, I didn't. I just copied and pasted from the other years. So we actually have been doing this every year. Listen. Okay. Yeah, so Best Music Video. I already know what I'm choosing. All right, so German with a G. Oh, shit. Okay. You know, I thought we was going to go Ash first. Well, y'all, I'll put it on, play it on loop on mute and watch together. It's just on, you don't have to watch it. It's just playing on loop. But I think Chasing That Feeling by 2 by 2 was mm-hmm. one, probably the best music video I watched this year, mostly because I thought it was innovative. Like, it's actually different in terms of, like, it looks like Doctor, do y'all remember the first Doctor Strange movie? Yes. At the end? Yeah. Yeah, it plays around with that. So I really like that effect. It looks super cool to me. I think the guys look pretty good, despite the fact, like, I think Yeonjun looks great, even though I have a lot of gripes with a couple things about him lately. But yeah, I just thought it was cool. And even though, obviously, there's a lot of CGI, Mm -hmm. it looks a lot better than when SM does CGI. Yeah, I think it was more seamless, like the CGI that they did. But Hybe also got money. So, I mean, if they, you can't mix things 
inappropriate like prop improperly and then also make shitty music videos you got to pick one so <laughs> i'm happy that they did a good job but i also like the song so i think that helps as well too yeah. um ash okay what did you pick i picked i don't know if you guys will remember it no what is what? it but it's top or cliff by kim sejong it's the one where she was in the uh, mansion and she oh, was yeah. killing all of those people. Okay, I remember that, that one. And, and she I was like the assassin or something like that. Um, yeah. Okay, this, and it was this just, is like a movie. It was it basically kind of a movie. Oh, yeah. But I remember, you know what? I did like this one, but I think, or maybe I didn't like it that much, but I do remember feeling like at the end, I didn't like it because I didn't understand it. We didn't know what was going on. Yeah, we were very confused. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool looking though. It kind of remind you of if you ever seen Old Boy or Parasite or any of those like really grungy looking Korean films. It was like that. And this scene right here with the elevator really reminds me of Old Boy because if you know anything about Old Boy, you know the hall the hall blah, 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 the hallway scene where he's going around just beating mm. the mess out of people. So yeah, okay. it's like a pong, a pong Jun Ho. Okay. You know. I mean, the only hallway scene I know is the one from Daredevil, the TV show, because I never watched Old Boy, but that's also very impressive. Oh, and the little girl with yep. the gun. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah. I picked two as well. I picked Drama by Espa, just because I love the like. I just like the style of this with the colors and just like I don't know what's going on in the music video. I'll be honest, guys. I don't think they know what's going on in the music video either. So we're all on the same page with that. But I just like visually looking at it, especially like the scene in the chorus where Karina's fighting people and then like they automatically turn into like different members from her group. Like when she takes their mask off or whatever after she stabs them. Um, I know. I just think it looks like it reminds me of that movie. Bill. Kill Bill, but also Frank Miller's Sin City. Sin City, yes. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, y'all real old, because I don't know what that is. Yeah, just aesthetically, that's what it kind of reminds me of. So that's what I picked. But I also really like the Ivy MV for I Am. I think most I also because... learned that their name is Ive. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I know anyway. it's Ive. I be calling them Ive and Ivy. It's like Hybe and Hybe. You know, whatever I feel like. Oh, yeah. Them, that's you know? true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Do I really like, like the MV. I mean, I like the MV. It, it's a, I think it's more because it's not trying to tell me a story. It's mm. literally just like six pretty girls singing a song and they look stunning. Everything is just like them modeling and shit. Like, I kind of like the simplicity of it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes people be doing too much with MVs to the point where you forget that it's for a song. <laughs> because you're just watching it like mm -hmm. I think well no no I, I was actually more thinking of Jungkook with like Seven Days like there's so much going on that Seven Days song oh the, yeah that's yeah, true there's so yeah. much going on in MV I forgot it was an actual song you know like so I just like I, I feel like not only is this song like a return to just sort of like K-pop girl sounds like a reminiscent of like girls generation and like that era and stuff like that. I just think that MV is also reminiscent of that. You know, like we don't need a plot. We can just look pretty and be on planes. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's for me. All right. So once we talk about the wor the best MV, we have to talk about the worst MV. So Ash, what did you select for worst MV for 2023? That would be macaroni cheese macar macaroni oh. cheese oh macaroni that was so cheese. stupid so <laughs> by young posse 
yeah, that was honestly, I, it was so bad that I totally forgot about it. Um, yeah it was a very very bad and I actually just changed my answer because I realized which one was the worst it's actually two for me it's a tie I don't remember the name of these songs but when I describe them y'all know exactly what I'm talking about show me one song where she decided she wanted to be black and then XG song where they decided that it wasn't enough to be black they had to be the most stereotypical version of black people so both of them I thought were terrible so what you're talking about, gold. it's gold, 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 which yeah. is playing right now because she has grills. She's she's doing her best to channel Gwen Stefani, but not like charismatically. And even Gwen Stefani was on, on edge for us because we even back <laughs> then we was like, what's she doing? But, you know. Right, yeah. right. In terms of like XG, I think you mean. Y'all know which one. Yeah. Not left, yeah. right. The other one that just came out. TGIF maybe? I don't think it was this one. Oh, or maybe because that was the one after Left Right. Because Left Right and Shooting Star came out around the same time. So this, I think, was okay. Their- maybe it's not the one just after Left Right. Or maybe you're thinking of um, their live performance at Head in the Clowns. No, no, no. There's another. Did they, one. Did they have a song that just came out? Well, you they said? have also after. T- well, there's Puppet Show. I don't know if you meant Puppet Show. I like Puppet Show, though. I didn't... Hold on. Maybe, is it not XG that I'm thinking of? Maybe. That would be crazy if it's not XG because I feel like I remember specifically we were watching it and we was having this conversation like, whoa, <laughs> they decided to be extra black. Mm, I thought it was more like they're live at Head, of, Head in the Clowns because they were like, there was a, like a lot of videos going around of XG at Head in the Clowns and they were like, yeah. They were going real heavy in the Nega core. Okay, well, okay. I, sorry, y'all. Sorry, listeners. I think I might be wrong. Maybe a shooting star, because I'm starting to look at it and the visuals are starting to look like what I was thinking about. Okay, maybe. I like the song Shooting Stars. I can't really remember that. Yeah, because the song is good. So it's I don't think it's that. Because I remember this song, too, the song that I'm thinking about that it was tied to not being that good. Yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. No. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I guess it was just, I guess it was just so me then. Yeah. And then maybe it was another girl group then. I don't know. Okay. Well, I picked <laughs> the video for Chill Kill from Red Velvet. It don't make no sense. I thought you. Um, I love the song. Okay. The MV, I just right. don't, I don't like that MV. Actually, it's one of the few K-pop songs where I never watched the MV. I only listened to the song because I like the song. I just, the MV was so weird, like. Wendy killed that guy, they buried him, and then they burned down the house, and then the police sur- surrounded them, and they started dancing. Like, allegedly. <laughs> you're right, allegedly. It was just <laughs> really weird and bad. But anyways, let us get to the best soloist for 2023. Who did you guys select? Ash, Jimin? Whoever wants to go. Or I'll go. I can go. So I picked Jessica, because Jessica did have a comeback. It was her, like, fourth album or something like that i don't know but anyways beep beep was the title for this album and i'm not a huge fan of beep beep i'm not gonna lie but i it has grown on me but what i really really love from this album is get it got it good featuring amber from fx i love get it get it got it good i think that's one of the best songs of 2023 and there's some other songs on the album that were really good but she's also on tour now and she said she's promising to make more music so i as a jessica jang jung stan you know i'm really excited 
to hear what else she comes up with. So yeah, and she works with black people, black writers and stuff who are actual friends of hers. So I like that. Anyways, yeah. What did you guys pick? I picked someone that I'm not exactly a huge fan of, but I feel like he's been very consistent yeah. in his work. Do I know? Probably. And I don't know. I feel like compared to the other soloists, you can usually count on him to come out with a good release. So I picked Taman. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I figured it was him, but you know, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> every, you know what's crazy? Every year, Taman gets at least one vote. He's the exactly. only person I think that gets that. Okay. No, that, that's a great choice. Mm-hmm. What did you, who um, did you pick, Jermaine? Mine is so controversial given who I am and what I stand for and the groups <laughs> I know I like. Okay. So my best soloist of the year is one John Jungkook. Oh. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I was not expecting that, but okay. Seven was a Boppington, and I thought standing next to you, even though I try my hardest not to listen to it, and even though for some reason YouTube is pushing the Jungkook propaganda, because I'll be having like just like a random playlist, or like I'll just be playing random songs, and he'll just come up in my autoplay, and I'm like, okay, that seems a little bit suspicious, like payola, yeah. but <laughs> it is a good song, I have to admit, and even though most of the other songs on the album is either generic or not bops, I think that the two songs he had, are the two strongest male soloist songs for me of the year that I like. That's a hot, that's like probably one of my hottest takes. And that's probably like, that's a crazy opinion, but it's true. I, I can't help what I like. And I liked those two songs. So yeah. Jungkook. Okay. And with the best comes the worst. Dum, dum, dum. So who do we think were the worst soloists for 2023? Very I'm keeping it book. My worst selection is more from disappointment because I know this artist could do better, but it's actually Taeyeon from Girls' Generation, ex-bandmate of Jessica, who wasn't the best. Because <laughs> I, look, I, say what you want about Taeyeon as a person, I don't give a fuck, but her music always is always really good for me. Like, I always find at least one or two songs from every album that I listen to religiously, like Some Nights from INVU. Her first album was honestly like I can listen to it from beginning to end and from I is it I yeah I and I don't even like I I think I is a terrible ass song but every other song on that EP is fantastic I can you know pick songs from every album that are stand worthy okay I waited a long time because INVU was her last album that came out in 2022 so she hasn't even released music for almost going on two years at that point, okay? And she dropped 2X, and 2X was awful. Like, I listened to I listened to it, like, three times to make sure I wasn't bugging, because I was like, there's no way that there's not even, like, a, a good song on this album. Because even Why Do You, what, what Do I Call You, had a good song on it, you know what I mean? And I wasn't, like, really into it as much. But I just did not like anything on it. And she's just not singing the way that she can sing. It's just very puzzling to me. I'm like, you can actually sing. You're a singer and you're choosing not to sing anymore. I don't like it. I don't get it. Flop. So yes, that's my opinion on the worst soloist this year. What about you guys? I That's like a lot of passion and I get it because that's your girl. 
I have no passion behind this, but John Tommy just did not impress me. So we can just move on. Yeah, we can because I agree with Jimin. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought Ash already went. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I know. It's good. I mean, you guys both had the same answer. So, wait. <laughs> we should have said it together. Dang it. Honestly, <laughs> if I didn't pick Taeyeon, I probably would have picked John Tommy. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Taeyeon's Tae album came out in like October, November. So she came in in a clutch to save Jun Somi from a 3P, okay? But anyway, it's not a 3P. <laughs> a hat trick, whatever you want to call it. She saved her, okay? So, anyways, let us get into the next category, which is best male group. This is hard for me, guys. This was so hard for me. I mean, it's probably very easy for Jimin, but like, this is actually, <laughs> Ash, why don't you go first? <laughs> this was a really hard one for me because, like, you know, I'm not really in the guy groups like that. Mm-hmm. And I, so I don't really, like, pay much attention to their releases. So I tried to go by, like, whoever's output I kind of liked. So this group, I really liked their song that they released last year, like, their single. And I liked the concept and the video and the choreography. So I was like, well, I'll just choose them as the best because they're the one that I remember the most. So I picked Tomorrow by Together. Oh, look at God. I thought, you know what? Okay, to be honest, I thought she was going to say T-A-N. Oh, 10. Then yeah. that's why. She was talking, that's who actually came to mind as well. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, but but you know... Ash is nothing if she's not a woman of taste. <laughs> and so, listen, yeah. I could just go on an entire diatribe about why Tomorrow By Together is single-handedly the most revolutionary fourth-generation group out of them all. I could go on for hours and hours about how they paved the way. I could go on for hours and hours about their excellence, even though, let's be real, there's no singer in that group. But the fact is, is there something about them that makes people want to listen to their music? Okay? I don't know what it is, but there's something about them that just draws you in. And you might think on the outside looking in, oh, that group, you know, they make bops and stuff like that. But, you know, they're not that interesting. They seem like shy little wallflowers. No. Okay? You need to watch their lives. You need to really look at their interactions because they are so freaking funny. And they are all very passionate about what they do. And on top of all of that, they are, I feel, very shady. They are probably the most shady group. They have shade for days. And those are all some of the reasons why I think they are best male group. Now, you may notice that I did not say anything about talent or music. That's because if I were to go off of that, then there's, a you know, there's one other option for me that it will be very, I don't want to bring that option up because they disappointed me this year for something that they did outside of their talent. But I do think that TXT is probably the second most, like, in terms of making good music, they're the second most. I don't know what the word is that I'm going to say after that, but just most, you know what I mean? So 
TXT, keep doing what y'all doing. You know, we love to see it. It's just, just keep making bops. That's all I ask is, you know, we need another zero by one love song. Okay. <laughs> like we yeah, need y'all to really take it, continue to shake up the landscape for these fourth gen boy groups who don't know what they're doing. And even some of the third gen boy groups, because if you ask me, I don't understand why straight kids ain't in the military yet. I mean, it should have happened, but alas, here we are. So TXT. I will say that um, if this group had not had a comeback, my answer would either be TXT or the much maligned in hyphen, just because (gasps) I love in hyphen, but I only like their first release. And with TXT, I think I really liked the second release and I was kind of ambivalent on the first one. So it was more of a tie in that situation for me. But okay, Nat, that's not true because I remember you specifically really liking Sugar Rush Ride and you like chasing that villain. So anyway, we move. Continue. I'm saying, I'm saying how I feel at the end of the year after I go okay. back to the songs. So you know what I mean? Because that's sure. like the point of it, right? I go back to the song. Like initially, I like a lot of things initially and then I don't. Okay, Nat. Or things grow on me eventually. You know okay. What I mean? okay. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> but I picked Infinite because they oh. back this year. Infinite is a second gen, second, yeah, second gen boy group who had like a lot, a lot of hits in including The Chaser, which was voted as like, I think the second best K-pop song of like the 2010s. The Chaser is fantastic, but they also had, you know, Paradise. We watched one of their MVs, the one where they were getting beat up. which was a lot of fun and yeah so they came back and new emotions yes that's the chaser new emotions was the comeback song and yeah it it was their 13 ep called begin but it had like one three ijin so yeah anyways that's who i picked for best group they did actually like a killing voice too which was a lot of fun and they had a lot of concerts this year that I, I that people recorded that I enjoyed. And yeah, I'm just really happy that people are able to still make money after the youth has faded because we know how fickle the industry is. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I think. Oh, also, they paid for their comeback. So like they, even though they're still, they established like an agency. So they are in charge of their, everything that they do and they put money into. So, you know, I respect that. But yeah. All right. So. Once we talk about the best, you know what comes next, guys. The worst male group. I mean, I feel like we probably all got the same answer in some way, shape, nope. or form. Nope. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Because okay. I decided I decided to not choose violence today. Or maybe I decided to choose more violence. I don't know. I don't know yet. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll go first, mostly because I didn't actually have an answer. I felt that most boy groups, outside of, like, the three that I mentioned were very disappointing this year. I didn't really have. <laughs> like, literally, I could pick, like, songs, groups that I like songs from that were male groups were, were Tan and Hypen, TXT, and Infinite. That's it. Yeah, most boy groups were mid this year. That's fair. Like, even even Shiny, I hated hard. I thought Juice was better, but I kind of really want them to go back to a pop sound. So I, I want them, yeah, I want them to be Shiny and not NCT, NCT. or older. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I wrote most, but especially Stray Kids. That was my answer for real. What the hell, girl? Okay. <laughs> Ash, I'm. I'm gonna. Are you gonna just say yours? Because I gotta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it yeah. It's Stray Kids. So. Okay. 
No need to. So mine is coming from a place of disappointment more than like I hate this group or something or it's actually the worst. Because if, if we're going on actually the worst, pretty much nine years out of ten, it's going to be straight kids. But if we just going on disappointing, NCT was so disappointing this year. Yeah. Like, the best. Yeah, get to Sorry. list them too. Sorry. No, no, it's cool. I feel like the best thing out of NCT was Doji Jung, and they really only had one song I really like. I mean, the Ooh. other songs were cool, but really, it was "Can We Go Back." That whew, that's a bang for this day. But but NCT is just like one two seven didn't really have any big release, and what they did have wasn't. I mean, that one song that they did was pretty. Fact check is uh, is so addictive. It's not good by any means but it's not bad to me either like it's just addictive right so I kind of I have it on in the background but my real problem is just that like I'm so used to every year NCT has at least one super polarizing song that I tend to like like it was sticker in 2022 and then they always have one song that's terrible like two baddies right and this year that was baggy jeans, but that's not really NCT. That's you know we and, and also it depends on what you mean by NCT. One two seven, Dream, You, like all the different units. But I really mostly talk about one two seven because I feel like they have the most complete discography. But even Wavy and even the the Japanese analog, the only good NCT unit was the new team, and they only got two songs. And they only did like one official performance. That tells you something to me. So I'm just very disappointed. And I hope next year everything gets better, even though Tail is going to the military if he's not already there. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's kind of similar, but less passionate to my diatribe on Tan earlier today. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just more of a disappointment. We do it with love, guys. Just disappointment. Yeah. All right, so we will go to best female group. Wait, do we all have the same answer? Oh, probably not. Oh, okay. I mean, anybody who knows me knows what my answer is going to be, but yeah. I feel like well, we have different tastes when it comes to girl groups. So I'm very basic, so I'll yeah. just go. I'll just say it. It's kind of sad when a one-hit wonder blows the whole industry out the park. 50-50? 50-50 had me in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had me the same way Stacy had me in 2022. It's something about these new goo girl groups that I just I just love. Like even if you consider Luna Nugu, some people consider Luna Nugu. I feel like I just feel like they just make better music than like the the big four girl groups. And so yeah, it's just fifty fifty all day. That's it. Oh okay, Ash. I picked twice because oh. I feel like. I don't know. I'm starting to really respect them for like what they've been able to accomplish at their this point in their career. They I like their music that they make now a lot more than you know what it was at the beginning, which shows you know they've matured and they're still able to hold up like a substantial fan base and have you know, sold out concerts. And I think people write them off now because they're not like the trendy girl group, but they're still successful. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's really like, it's a testament to how successful, like not just successful, but how good and solidly good the K-pop landscape is for girl groups right now. Like they just continuously blow the men out of the water for the most part you know what i mean because i 
I think both of you guys had great options and they would have been mine too if I wasn't an, an I've stand girl. But I'm sorry, the only group that competed with New Jeans this year was I've. And like sales wise, uh, yeah. Well, not even that, just in terms of like public opinion. They were the only like oh, well, yeah. I thought you meant in like music. objective like oh. quality. No, I think they make better music. Sorry, than New Jeans. Mm-hmm. But personally, New I New just really like too. I love I loved I am I was, Kish took a bit of time for me to grow on. I hated baddies. I still hate baddies, but I'll sing along to it, whatever. But I <laughs> I really liked the other song that they released just recently. Shoot, what's the name of it? It's smoothly slipped my mind. But I just think that they solidly just keep releasing good title tracks. And I like everything that they make. I even like their B-sides. I, I don't think that they're shaking the table i don't think that they're making like doing anything revolutionary I'll, I'll be honest but i think there is something to be had there for just consistency and i think that there's something to be had just for making fun music again like sometimes you just want to dance around you don't want to like have existential thoughts or have feminist thoughts while listening to a song you know what i mean like sometimes you just want to shake your ass and i think ivy like they make really fun pop music and i love pop music so that's my choice for girl groups this year. I just thought that they were just very consistent. But I think you guys both had like great options because 50-50 is still like kicking butt like crazy. And Twice was on, is still on a successful world tour that I actually have watched like YouTube videos of. And I really actually have, I've actually always been into Twice like since they dropped well, I've been watching, I've watched every comeback and I've been there, but I have also more appreciated them as they got older. Um, and set me free. We listened to that this year, and we really liked it. I don't think we li- we did not like the album, but we did like set me free. So that's that's something, right? All right. So, worst female group. Okay. Well, I know we're gonna get attacked for this, but I have to say, it, I don't think Kepler should be a group. I think Kepler needs to disband. And I think I've said this before, but I just don't. It's just everything. Like they have a couple songs that I like but I think everything else is just like not a good direction for the group like I think they I think the girls deserve something different than what they have what they're working with I don't think what they're working with works like they're I don't think their music is great I think their concepts are questionable um I think it's weird isn't don't they have like a 17 year old or like a 16 year old and like a 28 year old or something like that I think that's kind of a lot um and then I think it's also interesting to me too because when they first debuted, I remember all the news coming out was like all of like like you know the public was kind of picking on Bahia, right? So it, I don't know. I just think it's like a, like a group of people who it's it's very unequal. Like it almost feels like some of the girls are like not as important as the others. And I and I you know I say this too about like groups that are just too big. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. But Kepler's not just only too big, but it's like also they don't give the girls really, even the girls they do give things to, they don't give them good things, I don't think. So it's really not Kepler's fault. It's more so I feel the way they're managed and the music that they're given and the image that they're given because it, their image is so confusing to me. Like I don't really know what I'm supposed to take away from them. But the moral of the story with, with Kepler's, I just feel like they... I, I, we've seen potential in them. Like they had that one song where we were like, Ooh, wow, that could be good. But they never really live up to that. So I don't know. Wait, before y'all to say y'all, do y'all think something like I'm wrong? 
No, I agree. Kepler is a produce group. And the, I mean, we already know the produce groups are all fraudulent anyways. It's whoever, I guess, pays them, you know, to get their idol into these groups is what happens. But I think the biggest problem with Kepler in comparison to Eyes One and IOI, first of all, each of those groups had at least one vocalist, like somebody who can actually sing. Kepler mm-hmm. does not have that. Kepler relies too much on rappers who can't rap. Mm-hmm. And none of the girls are stunners like at least with eyes one say what you want like umbi was obviously like the singer but they had Wan young they had eugene they had sakura they had like a lot of people in that group who were like visuals and people who you know people could rally behind and who's who's who drew your eye i don't think that's the case with kepler i don't think anybody in kepler is like stands out i don't think there's any star in that group yes perfect <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I didn't pick them, but like they would have been my choice for sure. Who did I pick? Let's see. I picked, oh, I picked Got the Beat. Here's my thing. Oh. Got the beat. Because I, I like Stamp on It, but I listened to the album and the album was awful. Like awful, awful, awful. I'm like, you have two of the strongest K-pop vocalists in the game. You have, you know, Boa here, you know, <laughs> like... And this is the best that you could do? It was baffling. Honestly, it was so freaking baffling because we should have seen, we should have had some, like it, it was R&B, pop, whatever. I was like, we should have got some like throwbacks to SWV. Like EXO with Obsession did a much better job. And they were down deal. But mm. for whatever reason, Got the Beat is just like, I think, one of the problems with God the Bee is that they're trying to make them a fourth gen group, which relies too much on visuals and yep. not enough on talent. And you, yep. but you're putting talented people in this group and you're telling them to dim their shine. That don't make no sense to me. So I did not like it. I didn't. I, I like it was one of those also disappointment things. Honestly, SM was very disappointed this year. So very. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole look. That's a whole episode by itself, but. Right. Dang, I really agree. Like, when you put it in those terms of they're, like, basically, they're an older group cosplaying as a fourth-gen group just because they got two ESPA members. Like, yeah, no, that that's real. Right. Mm-hmm. Ash, who did you pick? So, this group, I don't necessarily... It's not that I think they're the worst, but when I think about, like, groups that get lost and, like, kind of... I feel like this group really just gets lost in, like, the the huge number of girl groups that they are now and the ones that are being so successful. And they have a lot of the resources to be a top tier group, but they just seem like they can't hack it. And that's Itzy. I don't know. I I knew you were going to say Itzy. I agree. I agree. You do know they were like trending Itzy needs to disband. Like, I don't know if I go that far, but I agree. Yeah. yeah. Also, Leah is like taking a break for this next comeback and she's not going to be there for the world tour. And a lot of like the crazy part about that is that she's literally the only vocalist in that group one. But also yep. like she's it's not even noticeable that she's not there. That's how crazy it is to me. I'm just like, what is this group even like what? what were you guys looking for when you put them together? You know what I mean? Because clearly S- it's supposed to be a performance group, right? 
that's why there's not a lot of focus on vocals for anything that they do and they dance their ass off and they're always singing live so i give them the respect that they deserve and they have had some really good songs like i know mafia in the morning was controversial i love that song but that what's what's the song called it's it's it i can't remember that song the title but like they had a couple of like good songs where they peaked and it's literally just been downhill since then and then they dropped nmix to replace them and nmix also came out the gate kind of like a flop group so it's it's which is sad because they're so talented right right but you know i don't know there's also problems at jype at this point okay (laughs) so yeah jyp and sm are like that's another not they yeah another conversation but i get it i i was also kind of disappointed with them anyways let us get on to a best song for 2023 i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say mine because i did not pick one i'm sorry guys i cheated i just could not decide on which one so i just picked all the ones like all the top ones that i love which were ivy's i am lisa friends eve psyche and the bluebird's wife red velvet's chill kill infinite's new emotions and hypens bite me and espa's welcome to my world those are my favorite songs what about you? Well, at least you confirmed what I always thought about you. But my, <laughs> my, this was hard for me because I don't really think I actually had that much of a favorite song until recently, which makes me wonder if I can even include it. But I, at first, at first I was like, okay, it, should I do Happily Ever After? Should I do Chasing That Feeling? And then I realized there is this TXT song that I don't think I ever heard somehow, which is wild when you know I've listened to every single song in their discography. But somehow I never heard this song and it's so good. It's called Farewell Neverland or Neverland Farewell. I don't know. Something about Neverland. But the point is, is the song is really good and it don't have no rap break, which actually a lot of TXT songs don't have rap breaks, which I find interesting. Yeah, it's just a good song. Go listen to it. Recommend it. Ash? Oh, and my best song is a repeat. It is Do Not Touch. Yeah, I like that song too. Why is it a repeat? <laughs> oh, because I picked it for best, for uh, best choreography. Yeah. All right. So worst song for 2023. Oh, I couldn't pick one. I'm going to be honest, guys. I thought there was a lot of terrible songs this year. But I don't think anything was as offensively bad as 3D by Jungkook, mostly because they kept trying to push it on us like it was a good song. And even invited Justin Timberlake to do the remix. I just, like, I I, I don't know if I've ever felt as, like, offended by a song as 3D, especially the Jack Harlow rap break. I just thought it was an awful, awful, awful song. So that was my choice. Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) Nah. I was this close to putting 3D. That is like one of the worst songs that has ever come out of Jungkook's mouth. <laughs> I can't believe they made that man sing that song. And the fact that they kept trying to push it on us, it's right. really, to me, the most disrespectful thing is having Yunjun do a cover of it. Cause it's like, yeah. y'all really know what y'all doing. Because the fact of the matter is Yunjun is him. Okay, he's Himothy. And so when y'all had him do that cover, y'all thought, oh, this is going to make it pop off even more because the young kids who the Gen Z, you know, da-da-da-da-da, if Jungkook ain't got them now, they going to have No, no. That song is trash. It don't matter who sing it, it's trash. However, it was not the worst. Because when I tell you what's the worst, you're going to agree. 
Okay. I'm ready. I have two, technically, okay. but I'll tell you the one that I can identify by name. Girl, the boys with lip gloss. Oh, that was awful. Listen. Yeah. That was awful. Listen. <laughs> Do you know that I actually went to the doctor and asked how can I take my ears off? Because <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. That song is terrible. Okay. Like, it is a terrible song. And it's only really to me beat out by basically everything Stray Kids release. But yeah, I just, I cannot believe they really thought that that was the move because it's just like, it's just a bad song. And the music video is so weird. And I did see a comment on there that was really funny. <laughs> it was like, it was like, why is the boys pretending to be straight or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> when you understand the Stray Kids lore, that makes a little bit more sense. But right. <laughs> it was very funny. And people saying that's why it's so bad. And I'm like, no, it's just bad because it's bad. But yeah. So yeah, th those are my choices. Ash? Oh. So this song would not have been my pick if I hadn't accidentally seen the music video while I was in <laughs> Korea. But I did. And now it is unequivocally the worst song i think it's even worse than what y'all chose and y'all may not have heard it i would not recommend looking it up because it is very bad but it is festival by sandra park listen i actually didn't watch the movie to this to this time to this moment because i'd seen the dance whatever stuff on tiktok and i just said no thank you it looked awful I'm sorry. I think y'all might be tripping. Oh, I only know by from the chorus, which didn't seem that great. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like this. Yeah. This sound J Japanese. I mean, the choreo is terrible, but it sounds like other K-pop to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just jaded, but it sounds like a lot of other songs. It was, but, but I, I respect. Yeah, I just found it really grating. And also, I don't know. I feel like with Sandra, like she's too old to be doing this type of concept. Like, I don't know. It just all just uh, left a really bad taste in my mouth. Fair. Especially, I, I think... How old is she? She's in like her 30s. 30... Let's see. Sandra Park is... I could have probably Googled that. 39. My, my fault. Oh, yeah, oh God. Old. Yeah, she's yeah. way too old for... <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say 30. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's fair. But once you kind of get past like 37... A concept like that gets a little bit like, uh, this is uninspired, you know? Because, well, because I feel like you can do like, because you can do a concept similar to that and it still be good. A really good example of that is that Vietnamese song that we yes. listened to. Yeah. yeah. I grew up on TikTok. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, but yes. She's, the, the, the artist on that is, I think, like in her late 30s too. Maybe I'm probably totally wrong. She's probably like 28. But either way, she is a real grown woman. And the song is great. But the, this song, I get what you're saying about it being like beyond Sandara Parks. Yeah. Stuff, but I think too, okay. the fact with Sandara is, or Dara as she's called as well, is that like, if you look at, and you listen to like 21's discography, even her solo while she was under 21, it's so different. It's like jarringly different. And I don't know, like, I honestly didn't follow it because once again, I saw the little dance challenge because she did one Bam Bam and stuff like that. And I was like, ooh, I don't think this is for me. But I was kind of just like, 
I, I don't know if maybe she chose it because she couldn't do something like this under YG. And so, she, you know, this is like her, her statement piece, like, oh, I can do other things. But I just, you know, when you're just like, you like somebody, but you don't want to change your opinion on them. So you kind of just like ignore some of the stuff that they be doing. That was what it was like for me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, don't I have a story for y'all later on in this episode? Okay. Well, I think these are all great choices for the worst artists. <laughs> Yeah, for the worst song, yes. And the next is... Or worst song, sorry. The next option category is best album. So, I mean, I'm just going to be real quick. You guys know I listened to Chill Kill like 30 times and it, in that month that it came out. I like it. I still listen to it. I, I mean, obviously the top half is better than the bottom half, but I still think it was like a really good album. So... And that's it for me. Red Velvet's Chill Kill. Didn't you give it like a five on our review? I I I don't think it was like a I don't think it was like a perfect score, but it was up there because I enjoyed it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Ash. I feel bad giving this award to this group because I honestly didn't listen to that many albums this past year. So this was like the only one that I remember that was halfway good. So they kind of, in my mind, don't really deserve it, but (laughs) they were the best that I could remember. So I gave it to Red Velvet's Chill Kill as well. Yes. Okay, fair, fair. (laughs) Nat, do you want to read my answer or should I tell y'all what I wrote? You tell, tell tell us what you wrote. I wrote, is there a choice for nothing? <laughs> Period. We can move on. I think that's fair. Okay, so we actually didn't have best like worst album, which is funny because we have like best and worst for everything, but album and best artist. Because that's too much. Ain't nobody listening too. to all of those songs. You're right, and also too like I feel like if you are on our Patreon, you guys have listened. You to know our what it is. Too, so you know what the worst album. Of you listen is. every single time. If it's a worst album competition, it's either gonna be Straight Kids or ATs. Listen. Right. It's not that hard. <laughs> you don't have to wonder. Or actually, no. Kepler and the boys did were heavy. That's true. <laughs> Kepler was a heavy hitter. Okay, <laughs> that is true. But anyways, let us go to best artist. Who do we think was the best artist of 2023? Listen, guys, I'm a, I'm a simp. I, I, I be whatever you want to call them. That's who I thought was the best artist of 2023. <laughs> what do you guys have to say? Ash, I put twice because they had a good year fun i put jungkook actually okay okay so we (laughs) we actually had a worst artist on here so i'm gonna go first i know i know i noticed that i just noticed that now for me it's funny because my worst artist and my two options for the english release are all the same person so it's jungkook Mostly Are you because, serious? You mostly, mostly, traitor? Mostly because I only like the one song. I thought there was a potential with everything else, but I think overall as an artist and like like I don't want to be competition, but if I compared his artistry this last year to like Taman, I mean like okay to yeah. be fair Taman just released so that's not really fair because i was well, doing it like the grammys cut off right well so okay. I wouldn't, 
I, to be quite honest with you, I just listened to some of Tateman's songs for the first time, like today. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's why I really don't think that that would have been fair for me. But I, I respect your decision. It's wrong, but I respect it. Sorry, I was picking for words artists just because I'm sorry. Like, I just think that just your debut album comes out and you just be putting anything on there and like open and then you just go to the military yeah and then you go to like and like and not i mean that because we had a black into k-pop space and a lot of jungkook fans were trying to be out there like trying to give it like to excuse it like oh well he just he had to make an album they forced these songs on him he didn't care and i'm like i'm sorry i'm maybe i'm old school this is the thing. Maybe I'm old school. Maybe that is all correct. You know, and like, you know, you do what you want to do. You're already rich. You already have all these hordes of people who love you. So like, you can do whatever the hell you want and they're going to support you anyways, right? But I come from an era of artists and who like respect the craft and you got so much money. You have so much people. So you have so many people who want to work with you and who want to, you know, be a part of what's going on and you're just gonna throw a garbage album just because like i just that was like the crazy thing to me and i think that's like it was actually kind of insulting i think because i feel like jungkook even though this is like his debut solo he's been in the industry long enough to understand like the art of it all you know what i mean I don't. I, mean, I think, that, but I feel. See, I feel like that's a fatal flaw in the argument because I feel like that kind of assumes Jungkook wants to be an artist. Like, I think it kind of goes back to that conversation we was having. I think on Patreon about Beyonce, how she's like chasing a ghost at this point. Like, she is no longer obsessed with like, oh, I just want to be the top charting girly, you know, like yeah, or something. Course. She's like, no, I want to have a legacy. I don't right. really think Jungkook is at that point in his career where art matters to him, and he came from the idol system, so of course art is going to be very secondary to him at the same time you make really strong points to where i'm not gonna change my choice but i will say that like it, it makes me it does have an impact on on how i thought i think about it now because you you, you are making a good point of like the album was kind of insulting and i think that when we were reviewing it we were saying that like it's not a it's not a terrible album but it did kind of just seem a little bit thrown together very last minute yes and it's crazy because like there were really good songs on there, like a couple to me, like two. And, but then there was like 3d, right. Which was like, okay. And the features were kind of questionable. And then I, I remember us having that whole conversation about too, when he was promoting, it was strange that he was like promoting this English album in English speaking nations and don't still is not like, a person who's comfortable with using English. So I just think that that's interesting too. Not saying you have to be an English speaker to promote, but it just, it just, for this to be your debut album, I think is like the, the whole thing, right? That's like the big nucleus of it all. It kind of feels like you don't really care because you feel like people will just buy it anyway. Yeah. And I think, but at the, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I just want to say like, I, what you said too about him maybe not wanting to make a legacy and not actually caring and stuff like that. That's actually really fair too. He could have just been like, they do want me to do this before I enlist. So let me just take the songs because he didn't work on any of the songs. So let me just take these songs that these English speakers have made and just like perform them and support and like do the little promo that I need to do and then go to the military. Maybe I'll come back and I'll actually put out an album that, you know, is a passion project if that's important to him. So I do respect that as well, too. I think I want to, like, clarify when I say worse, it's the same thing, like, when I was talking about Taeyeon and when we were talking about NCT and stuff like that. It's more like a disappointment. It's not like I think, like, Jungkook is terrible. I don't think Jungkook is terrible. I think Jungkook could do much better than what he produced. 
Yes, I that's agree. I think I that's, that's exactly. There that's was like, there was, I, I'll admit, there was no passion in any of those songs. Like, I couldn't feel the passion at least. But one thing I will say is when he was performing it, when he was performing on, I think, Good Morning America, the thing that really I took away from that performance is he he has something that none of the other K-pop boys besides Taemin are trying to cultivate. And that is a little bit of his own artistry and musicality and like, like flair on as a performer. But I think that, so when I was thinking of artists, I was thinking overall, not just like songs and catalog, but I was thinking like, what are you bringing as a performer total package? And Taemin was just a little too late for the cutoff to be honest. Cause like I said, I just listened to his music this morning. Well, I think I listened to one of the songs, like when we listened all together, but still the point is, is like, it goes back to when we, when I sent y'all that video earlier of Taemin performing move last year, that song is five years old and it still feel like it came out yesterday. You know, it's so fresh. It's so new. It's so different. Taemin puts every ounce of his being into that song every time he performs it. And while Jungkook doesn't quite do that, I do think it's something about his energy that I find like very contagious when he performs. And it's something that literally even his fellow members like Jimin, who is literally the dancer of the group. He is like one of the top dancers in K-pop cannot captivate me the way Jungle captivates me. And that's without even doing choreography. So I think that's what I was putting into it. Not trying to justify my choice or anything, but just anyway, I'm going on too long. The point is, is I respect everything you're saying. And it really did make me think about my choice. I'm not changing it, but that's a good, a good explanation. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. You know, honestly, I will say if I really had to like, like there were also other contenders for this who were also disappointments, but I don't think like they were, they felt like, not quite a slap in the face, but like, just why were you like this? Like Taeyeon, I mentioned earlier, Sunmi with Stranger. I don't know what the hell went on there. Like, like I, I, I just I think there's a lot of people out here in this year who like Sonmi, as you know, has been mentioned throughout the podcast episode. Sonmi <laughs> uh, was just like there's like a lot of people who just were very disappointing as soloists, and but I think like with Jungkook, as I said, it was just more like potential versus the actualization of what we got, and like also seeing like all the inform every like story that I guess or information that I got about the making of this album just made it so much more clear that it was just like. Yeah, it was a whatever money grab. And like if that's I I can't I can't like respect that in this industry. I'm sorry. I think there's too much of it. It's just there's way too much of just the money grab aspect of it and nobody's really making trying to make good music. Not not nobody, but like it it just seems like it's that pool is getting smaller and smaller and smaller every year. And I I, I mean and that's the one thing you can say of all the BTS releases, the the Makne line is at least V actually made songs that I could imagine that he really had his heart in. Passion project (laughs) for sure. Them songs boring as fuck. But anyway, <laughs> Ash, who was your worst artist of the year? Well, I kept it pretty simple. I chose Stray Kids. So yeah. <laughs> the the one time I didn't expect Stray Kids, and I chose Kepler for all the reasons stated above. All right, best English release. Okay, I go. Oh yeah, go. Should should we all say it at the same time? Because I know we got the same answer. Okay. What? One, two, three. Cupid. Oh, I said standing next to you, featuring Usher. Ash didn't say nothing. <laughs> Ash, what did you say? I said Cupid. I was trying to match up with 
Okay, maybe there's like. No, I mean, like, what was your actual answer? <laughs> yeah, Cupid. Or just Cupid. Yeah, it was too. Cupid. It was Cupid. Oh, okay, okay, Cupid English version. Cupid, yeah. Cupid definitely was a good song, but standing next to you, Jungkook and Usher, I'm sorry, like that was just. That was everything. I'm sorry. So that's why I picked it. But yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's fair. Worst English release, I feel like I have technically two. And I'm going to say the first one, and then we can all say the second one together because I know we got the same one. Oh, I picked so two, the... too, though. Oh, shoot. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The one that we have the same, let's say that one together and save it. Okay. So... The first one that I pick is Two by Two did a song with this artist called Anita, who apparently made a song that's like A B C D E F G I'm a Ho or something like that. <laughs> I don't really understand what the song is about, but okay. when I tell y'all, somebody had made like a really funny tweet, and it was like, "How come everybody that TXT collaborate with end up <laughs> end up being like a trash problematic person because they collaborated with Coyla Ray and she got exposed for something recently, but." Uh, and they collaborated with like the Jonas Brothers and then Joe Jonas cheated on whatever the girl name is. So it's like they keep collabing with the worst people. And I'm like, that's because Hybe is trying to sabotage them. I'm telling y'all. But yeah, that song was terrible. Like to me. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even listen nah. to it because I, <laughs> I assumed that. it might not be great. I don't really know much about Anita, but outside of that, she's like a reggaeton or Latin artist or not. Yeah, she I popped like, up on TikTok, I, I feel. Okay. Well, my first choice is Perfect Night by Lee Seraphim. That was like their English release. That's actually doing really, really, really good on the Korean charts for some weird reason. I, I just think that's like a really bad, boring song. So... I, I, I honestly don't know what they were thinking with it, but the song that we probably picked together. Wait, wait, hold up. Ash, uh, did you pick more than one? No, just one. Okay, wait, I want to hear this perfect night because I don't think I've heard it. What don't you like about it? I don't know. For some reasons, it was just like really grating. I think it's also because they're at like their voices at the same volume as the music. So it's so easy to like forget that they're actually singing and it's just not the instrumental playing. And then like they actually performed it and stuff and it got like it was even more boring with the performance it was crazy i know like it was uh, just there was like a lot i do of think that the performance that. is very boring the song itself is not that bad i feel like if it was given to luna luna would kill that concept but luna, yeah but also it would have been mixed properly and you could probably hear the vocalist oh it sound the same so yeah that, that's a high problem but yeah <laughs> okay so are we ready for our, our one that we all have in common sure yeah. Okay, one, two, three. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> Yay. Awful. Awful. That Awful. song is terrible. Awful. That's like literally one of the worst things I ever heard in my life. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> I've heard a lot of Stray Kids music. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, it's not fun to dunk on Stray Kids no more. Is punching. I mean, out. I feel like they probably won't come up for the rest of this episode, so that's fine. Oh, <laughs> you think? All right. Well, now we have songs we chose. We're out of the sort of like music-based awards. No. Yeah. And now we're kind of like in another kind of area. So we yeah. have songs we chose last year that either fell off or that should have been mentioned or awarded last year. And I don't have any that I I didn't put any that should have been mentioned, but I do have some that fell off. Okay, which ones fell out? Um, 
So the ones that fell off for me are Taste by Stray Kids. It's still a decent song. It's just not in rotation. And I Envy You by Taeyeon. Okay. I Envy You. I actually wasn't a huge fan of it, but I mean, it could have been worse. So, yes. (laughs) All right. Ash, what about you? I didn't really have anything for this category. That's fine. Yeah. So it's funny because I looked at my songs for best song last year and it was I was after like A Pink with Dilemma, 5050 with Loving Me, and Taeyeon with Some Nights. And then I was like, wait, but I just listened to those songs yesterday. So clearly nothing has fallen off for me. I listen to like I honestly listen to Dilemma almost every day. Because sometimes I mean when I work, I like to play things in the background and you the YouTube algorithm honestly is one of the best ones in, out there. Cause I disagree. Know, I heavily disagree. Really? Because for me, yep. I find like when I'm in a mood for certain like K-pop songs, especially from certain years, I feel like it does a really good job of keeping within that theme. My only issue is that if the companies have paid YouTube to like promote their stuff, you can't get out mm. of it. That's the only thing that I hate about it. So like you be like I'll be listening to like some bomb ass second, third gen like JYPE, and all of a sudden it's like ten stray stray kid songs or like. Yep. And I'm just like, why? Nobody wants us or, here. Or, or standing next to you. And uh, <laughs> t- today I was trying to listen to basically all 80s music. Literally. Yeah. I'm talking Kate Bush, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks. I'm over trying to, in 70s music. I'm trying to listen to, you know, my old, trying to get into, you know, songs that get white people turned. And I just kept getting like random, like, scissor tracks and like i'm like i know i listen to a lot of scissor but dang like right last i checked you know she wasn't in none of these groups abba or nothing so yeah like read the room right read the room girl all right scandal of the year is about to be fun so in case well mm, i kind of want to come back to scandal of the year and do the theme of 2023 because i think okay well i want to we should do the best episode first and then we'll go we'll do scandal of the year last okay Okay, okay, well, I will go just because I really, a lot of times I have to actually go back and listen to an, out, like an episode that we've done in order to remember like what was said because sometimes, you know, after we're done, it's been like three, four hours and you're just like, I want to lay down. But <laughs> I will say that I actually really, I, one of the album reviews that I really enjoyed doing and like editing and putting out and, and going back to was when we did the NCT, NCT subunit album review just because obviously like it wasn't that like it wasn't like the album was great or anything like that but I feel like compared to the other albums that we reviewed this year it was definitely one that was solid in some in, in some ways okay that but also it had with right um it also had like potential to do better and I feel like that's the point that that's the whole reason we do album reviews is the fact that like we're looking not just for like groups that make good music or solid music or consistent music but we also look for groups that have potential to do, be better um yep. and like explore that and I thought that this specific album review was like probably a better example of that and so I enjoyed it it, it wasn't like hard to get through like you know some of the worst albums that we <laughs> talked about on here <laughs> Okay. Uh, so that was my pick. What about you guys? I didn't realize we could do Patreon <laughs> episodes. Oh, but I think that, that that's a great selection because we did, that was like literally one of the better albums we reviewed. I don't know. We just had terrible luck this year. But I think the best episode, <laughs> and honestly, 
a good portion of me loving this episode is the title. Ash show out with this title. So probably F is for Robert. <laughs> Listen, I know Nat wasn't there, but it was it was actually a really good episode. And, you know, we had some decent topics. We did, I think we did the mama nominations on there. There were some funny things. And it was like a good mixture of like all of us, of all of our like, uh, aspects as like a team right because like some episodes is just be jokes the whole time some episodes would just be hella serious and then this one's like a mixture of both and I think it's because like when Nat is here I get very distracted and I just want to tell jokes <laughs> but when Nat is gone it, I have to be the responsible one in the room because y'all know Ashby <laughs> Girl, I don't know what Ashby doing she be on one okay <laughs> so, I'm sorry so like, I'm just playing I'm just messing with you but I, it, it is a very I just the fact that this man's name is like Min Kyung <laughs> he titled the album Robert it's just so funny honestly that title is my favorite titles this year so Ash kudos for that uh, but that is definitely because I was like wait a minute his real name is even Bobby why you call this album Robert <laughs> I also picked the Patreon thing because we had so much fun with it. And I picked the Stray Kids album review just because I don't remember us laughing that much during the episode. And it was fun. That was very funny. We was like, Flex is a now. (laughs) (laughs) That is very, that was a very funny, that was a good one. Um, Oh, shoot. I think Bobby's name is actually Jiwon. I don't know where. You know what? Probably because we was trying to figure out what Mark's name was earlier, and, right. I, and my brain is just stuck on that. Okay. Either way, his name ain't Robert. But it's yeah, not. that was a good one, Ash. I like that. Okay, <laughs> nice. So make sure you listen to F is for Robert if you haven't already. Um, and if you're not subscribed to Patreon, make sure you subscribe so that you can get all of our latest updates and listen to that Stray Kids album review because that one was funny. And also listen to the Doja Jung album review because that was a really high quality album so compared to everything else everything else yeah (laughs) all right well now i want to do the theme of 2020 i got a bunch of themes and i can just rattle them off but i would rather you know what i want nat to say them so i'm gonna put them in the chat but nat you can go first you can say your theme of 2020 ash you go second and then nat you can read mine okay so my like one of the major themes that i hated about 2023 with music in Korea and like sorry K-pop the K-pop industry is mediocrity even with the mm. higher album sales and billboard positions I just feel like a lot of these groups just be dropping anything and everybody and, and their fans just be hyping it up not because it's good quality but because it's their group and or they they're trendy like how did New Jeans debut album how's it only 12 minutes I'm Are sorry. you serious? I'm like, <laughs> I just, I just don't even understand. And then, like, you have people. Mm-hmm. That's like people three songs. Me, but it's not three songs, though. Like, okay, let me pull up this album. Get up came out in 2023. No, I'm it saying, is, I'm saying, 12 yeah. minutes should yeah. be like three songs. Yeah, and their album had like six songs. It's 12 minutes and 10 seconds. That's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, and you have people talking about, yeah, they made it short so that, you know, it helps with everybody's short attention span. I'm like, but don't you think the attention span being short, that short is a problem? Maybe that's what we should be working on and not having people make 12-minute album, like, albums. Like, how about that? You know, back in the 60s and the 70s, even in the, into the 80s and the 90s, they had 12-minute songs. 
much less 12 minute albums how dare y'all be out here on beyonce's internet That's disrespectful <laughs> beyonce's internet that was built on the 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 work of michael jackson and janet jackson and madonna and prince and whitney houston and all all of the greats okay talking about oh a 12 minute episode uh, sorry a 12 minute album is good because people have short attention spans well maybe you should work on that maybe you know how i know that's not true how okay it's not that it's not true it's more so Maybe if the music was memorable, people would have the attention span for it. And the reason why I know this is because the girlies are really into 80s music again these days. The girlies are going back and listening to the five-minute cut of Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Right. Oh, yeah. So, right. When he started recently. Because it's like, because, you know, Stranger Things, it was featured in there. And so Uh the girlies are listening to the full five minutes of the song. So it's, don't give me that. I I truly believe if they made longer songs with more art and passionate dedication, people will listen. Right. Period. Maybe it's the lack of talent that keeps these songs so short. Not talking about new jeans. Not talking about new jeans specifically, (laughs) but I'm just saying, I noticed that people who are not that talented have short songs. And so maybe the problem is that people need to work on the craft a little bit more. They need to elevate We definitely themselves. need to do that Patreon episode about Hybe, okay? Yeah. Yep, yep, There's yep. a lot of takes I have. There's a YouTube video that basically kind of did like a, a vocal video essay about Hybe. We need to watch that and, and talk about it because there's a lot to, to unpack with that. But fair. So that was your theme of 2023. That's a very mm. negative theme. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's like, Yes, you know, people talk about all the achievements of like sales and billboard charting and stuff like that. But I'm like, yeah, but nobody is remembering your songs. Like nobody, if they even listen to it and your fans didn't just buy a box full of albums that they tossed in the ground, you know, when they were done. Like I just, it's it's just like, there's no longevity anymore. You know, everything's vibes, short-term vibes. And it's not yep. about lasting longer. And I think and that's why I actually do respect TVXQ, who still is making music, guys, because they still do what they've been doing. They're not changing for nobody, okay? Their fans meet them where they are, okay? <laughs> and and what they will do is they're going to sing. They're going to dance. TVXQ is not slowing down because they got married and they got kids. They're still out here, still making music. I feel like Shinwa would be doing that, too, if they didn't have so many scandals and Eric's wife didn't have a baby and people were shaming him for, you know looking like a, a dad helping with a baby. But, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of stuff that happened in 2023 were not good, unfortunately. But, you know, you did say it was negative. So I will say the positive is that the girls still kept continued bringing it. And also, even though Blackpink did resign as a group you with YG. <laughs> Well, oh my that. god, Baby Monster. Yeah, that was one of the worst parts of 2023. Yeah, that was. Even though they Blackpink did resign as a group for, with YGE, they did not sign as soloists. So we're going to see more Jenny this year. And you know, I like me some Jennifer Kim. So I'm looking at that as a positive from last year. You know, her song was actually good, but she just can't sing it very well. But <laughs> Not at all. Uh, <laughs> what was your theme of 2023? Um... Westernization. So I feel like that we see a lot of K-pop catering to the West more and more. And, you know, I think that's 
like brought a lot of questions with people asking like what is k-pop and you know with these groups they're you know considering themselves k-pop and not even singing in korean and so i feel like with i think that's a natural thing because with as much money and success as k-pop has had like i think it's natural that the west would kind of come in and and almost infiltrate it and try and become like i don't know just it, it's more i feel like there's just more of a, a feeling of we have more where the music is not and the the feel of it is not as intrinsically Korean as it used to be. Like, I think especially with like second and like, you know, some first and second gen, it was more, you know, people liked it because it was different, you know, and you could feel like the cultural differences there. But now a lot of it is just kind of riding off of the popular trends and music trends that are, you know, that you can find in most Western music. And not all of it, but some of it. So, yeah, if that makes sense. Mm, that's really interesting. I feel like I listened to a K-pop song that sounded like SZA earlier and earlier today, and I was like, what the heck? Why? It was very <laughs> weird. I was like, that's a lane that you don't need to be in. Hey, <laughs> right. Sometimes don't need to be in that lane. So, okay. I agree. I, that's, that's, yeah. Now, here goes mine. Nat, you can do the honors. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Jail. Period. Read it from left uh, to right. Okay. <laughs> so jail. The year of the girl. Prison. Poorly done Y2K concepts. Incarceration. TXT paving the way for boy groups. Orange jumpsuits. Coming out as African American? Question mark. Spanish question mark. English question mark. Spanish question mark. Inmate behaviors. TXT's ops. Are they ops? Are there ops? They like do have ops. Okay. Okay. <laughs> These are my themes of 2022. Everybody going to prison. We love to see it. Tory People... lanes. <laughs> Tory yeah. lanes. People thinking that they're doing Y2K concepts. And in reality, they're just doing whatever the hell New Jeans is doing, which is barely what they think it is. I. It's obviously the year of the girl, Barbie. TXT really paved the way, but that's a conversation that y'all not ready for. A lot of a lot of people in the Korean entertainment industry came out as African American and I was very shocked personally. I did not know these people were black, but I don't and I don't know how to feel about it either, but that happened. And about TXT's ops, let's talk about this because I made a comment in one of our Patreon episodes because there was a recent thing, controversy involving Taehyun again, and I was like, okay, this is getting suspicious because it seems to me, right? Mm -hmm. one how come is it that a lot even though txt be selling like crazy the other idols don't be knowing their music whenever they do those random dance the other idols be like what is this even some of their best friends don't know their music which nice. is questionable because there are members of ats that don't know txt songs but they know their own songs and i'll be like you mean to tell me you listen to ats music but you can't listen to a TXT song? That don't make sense. That's <laughs> then another thing is, why is it that in 2023, all of a sudden TXT had a bunch of like minor scandals? Like, and there were things that I really feel like on some of them, I was like, this is stupid. Like Taehyun being spotted at that club and everybody going off on him because he was with two girls. 
and drinking a beer. And I'm like, but they drink alcohol all the time. In fact, that's one of the things that I really feel like is coming with this new fourth gen coming up. I'm starting to see a lot of them drinking now because they're getting old enough to do it. And I don't like it. I don't like where it's heading. It's heading in the same direction as when third gen just gets all drunk and, and, you know, rambunctious. I don't like it. I think it's my business. They grow. I can't say anything, but at the same time, I don't like the, I don't like the normalization of any sort of addictive culture. Like even vaping, like all of these celebrities and idols vaping and smoking cigarettes. Like, I just think it's like kind of gross personally, but also like, I just don't like the normalization of it. And then, and, and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with drinking. It's just like, drinking as much as these idols drink is the problem I have. Or as like people even in Korean dramas and stuff like that, like the whole drunk culture. Drinking culture is terrible in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it's actually like scary to me how normal it is. Like you better not stop any weed. Exactly. It just don't make no sense to me. And then, but anyway, what was I saying? So there's that. And then there was like this scandal about, this wasn't really a scandal, but they were saying that Subin was dating Songkwa, which is hilarious. I'm like, y'all, <laughs> y'all really think that, that that would never, in a million years, that news would never come out. Y'all know who Songkwa is, right? Yeah, that person, right? Songkwa from ATs. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I did not hear that clearly. There, no. That's a real not. actual dating scandal. And I'm like, okay, oh. they would never have like a male, male couple, like a, like a, you know, a B slash couple or whatever, a, a gay couple that would never mm. happen. And yeah. like, you know, that, that wouldn't be something that Hybe would allow to get out in my opinion, no. unfortunately. But, and then, and not that to me, that's not a scandal and that's not a bad thing, but it's just, it, it a lot of people looked at it as like, if it was a bad thing, because there's a lot of homophobic right. people, right? And then there was the whole thing about the anime thing, which that, that remember when I was telling y'all about yeah. that manga that all the idols were reading, and I'm like, yeah. that was a different. I don't know where I feel about that. And then there was the whole thing about when Tehan said that one, like a soccer player, looked like a prince of Wakanda, and everybody was saying it was hella racist for him to say that. And I was like, I just don't think it's racist, but that's just me. Like I, I don't, I don't. What did y'all want him to say? He looked like the prince of Korea. The man is black. <laughs> and then people were saying well you know why did he just immediately associate him with something black and I'm like what are y'all talking about do you hear yourself it don't make no sense and so I really do feel like and then oh and then the Bombview scandal that was a, a big one too where they were like oh have y'all heard his MR removed and I'm like have you heard any of these idols MR removed Jimin literally was unable to do the 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 after his performance is encore stage yes because the first and only time that he did it he almost got like he basically got booed off the stage like it didn't literally happen but it did happen on the internet people heard him sing live and said no thank you his earpiece was messed up guys Seer, he wants to be more serious and get vocal lessons i'm like girl he's in the military like you can't be too serious <laughs> i don't know what y'all talking about but and and you've been debut for 10 years why don't you already have vocal lessons but that you know that's beyond me but yeah so anyway and bomb you actually don't have a bad voice so that's what really irritated me about that scandal but i really feel like hybe is purposely trying to sink txt so that they can build up in hyping. I don't like in hyping. I don't really know their music. So it's probably messed up for me to say I don't like them, but I've heard really bad things about 
some of the the messages they put into the universe. And, you know, for me, I'm a very much of a total package kind of person, right? Oh, and that's... (laughs) Nat, this is embarrassing. Why would you pull this up when I'm in the middle of a sentence? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, yes, continue. That is embarrassing. <laughs> she she pulled up the the M countdown encore for Jimin's like crazy, but yeah, I just feel like they really have been targeted this past year, and I I really never understood it. It's like they're finally starting to get some success outside of a certain demographic, and y'all are trying to bring them down. Don't get me wrong; some of the things they deserve, and I've also called them out on different things before in the past. But some of these the stuff is just just ridiculous. We've been there, done that. Get over it, move past it. Unless it's something like the whole anime thing. I don't know how I feel about that because I haven't watched that anime or read that manga, so I don't really want to speak on that. But I do want to speak on the other things anyway. So yes. This year was just a wild year, and oh, one more thing about TXT paving the way for boy groups. Listen, every boy group tried to have their punk rock era and failed. Y'all saw TXT do it, let's do it too, and it didn't work. That is actually very true. And now the girlies are on the timeline mad because us truthers are out here telling them the facts y'all don't want to hear it but y'all need to hear the truth because the fact of the matter is is i really feel like people don't want to admit when certain i really feel like if txt was like a third gen group maybe people would want to hear it but they ain't trying to hear it anyway i'm done let me get off my soapbox i've been talking too much (laughs) (laughs) i think they were all worthy worthy of being mentioned because yeah definitely like there's a lot of weird shit that happened this year like i I really get it but anyways for me the top scandal uh, is basically the police not doing their job and using celebrities to cover up politician scandals we all know what the korean like political system looks like and we saw what they tried to do to g dragon we saw what they did do to lee sun gun RIP. We saw what they've been trying to do. Like literally, like right after he died, they started arresting new people. Like clearly, you're you're not here to to better society. You're here to take the pressure off of your soon to be dictator, visiting former dictator. Like, like okay, first of all, you're a prime minister, or is a prime minister in Korea, or is a president? It's president, right? You're the president of Korea, right, or whatnot, and you're vis- you had a huge, huge issue where a whole bunch of people died on Halloween um, in Taiwan, and so you're gonna go meet up with a former prime minister who also got ousted because of huge scandals, and is also you know connected to another tragedy with the Sea Wolf Ferry. I don't know about you, but something about that don't sit right with me. Something about that seems very, very particular. You know, RIP to the victims of both tragedies, but it doesn't seem like your government cared that much about it or about you. So I don't know, it was just like really weird to me. I said it on Twitter. I said it on Twitter and I'm gonna say it here, Korea is primed for a new dictatorship at this point because, and all the governments around the world are primed for like right wing, you know, very conservative governments at this point. It's just an unfortunate reality of this late of this, you know, era of late stage capitalism. So and also these guys, they play the long game. 
they play the long game and they wait they hammer 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 people until they give up like clotting gay so like i just you know at this point i'm just like okay gotta focus on on you know taking care of myself my family and you know my friends and having a good time because clearly the rest of this this place is burning down like real real burning down let me tell you about some other scandals that i thought was really like really fucked up (laughs) uh also (laughs) so i don't know if you guys i was telling ash earlier but jimmy i don't know if you heard about the pocket doll scandal where they had a group which has a 14 year old member from a group called Fantasy Boys named uh, Guley. And he was allegedly groomed by a 22-year-old stylist. And he went on Twitter, I think, or like social media to apologize for the scandal. The scandal is you being groomed by an adult woman. What? Like, and the company- I heard about this. And the company put out a statement saying basically that it is like, they didn't say, they just said like the evidence that was used, which was like an audio which is kind of hard to manipulate, but whatever. They used an audio and they said it was manipulated and they're taking action against the netizen. Not that they looked into the stylist who might be grooming a 14-year-old. I don't know. The whole thing was really fucked up to me. So that pissed me off. Also, people coming for Eric... Okay, there's a lot of reasons you should come for Eric from Shinwa. Like, a lot of reasons, okay? But... He recently put out a picture on social media. He took a picture of somebody on social media and everybody was like, he looks awful. He's fat. He's old. He's, he looks gross. He doesn't look like the idol that we remember. And the man came online and was like, my wife just had a newborn. I'm helping her at home. I'm sorry that I look like this. Like, what is wrong with people? Like, in a year when we've lost people because of online bullying or, you know, other reasons, obviously, as well, too. Like, you know, maybe the stress of being K-pop idol. Like, I, I just feel like, why do we keep doubling down on this bullshit? You know what I mean? Like, even with the 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 Lee Sun Kyun problem, like, it's situation, sorry, not problem, but the situation, and the way that I'm seeing that people are saying that, oh, female celebrities who, you know, also had same similar scandals, they, you know, they were treated differently than he was because now everybody feels bad because he, you know, took his life. And I'm like, but you know who is doing all of these things? You are. The people on the internet who are bullying them and saying awful, horrible things about them. You are the reason for these double standards. You are the reason for this bullying. Like, I just, I want people to touch grass. I really honestly want people to get off online like off uh, just being plugged in to Twitter, to Twitch, to TikTok, to Instagram, to whatever. Like, I just need people to remember that in the real world, when you say shit like, like really fucked up mean things, you're saying it to a human being, a person that you probably couldn't say that to face to face, mind you. Like the internet just like, it, it sort of like elevates the negativity and the the awfulness inside of a person. And that's why we have so many awful, awful people on there. And obviously it's not all awful. We met each other, you know, we have a good time, but I just feel like a lot of these scandals, a lot of these problems are just exasperated and made worse by people, netizens on the internet. And I just, you know, log out guys. 
Wait. Go outside, breathe some fresh air, please. Nat, <laughs> you really, you really went off on this one. And we usually, it's interesting because we usually don't do serious scandals for this one, but I'm kind of glad you did mention this because it makes me want to add to this and just say, I do think something is wrong with this kind of next generation of like internet users as well, because I feel like they, I know that like, my era there's like a lot of people who you know we had like your fave is problematic we had this kind of thing or whatever but this era is like they'll cancel you just for like existing you know what i mean like they will find reasons to make you a villain and they focus on the wrong things instead of the real villains and then they make jokes out of things that are like actually terrible like this jeffrey epstein list and i'm like I really don't understand what's wrong with this generation, but we moved. But that was so eloquently said. I think you made a lot of good points. Did you have more scandals? No, those, those okay. are pretty much, yeah, like mm, not a lot of good has happened in the scandal. Like not, there's not a lot of like, fun stuff Like the again. fun scandals? Yeah, everything is just so depressing so and serious. Awful. Yeah, like, I mean, why can't we just have, like, random, like, dating scandals? I mean, I think there was a dating, like, a couple that was revealed, but it just wasn't that interesting, to be quite honest. Like, Instead, kind of the scandals this year are, like, do you support X side of X war? And I'm like, right. Jesus, that's, right. like, a issue, you know, like, but Ash, yeah, do you have any thing <laughs> here that Nat didn't mention? Um... I don't remember if you mentioned it or not, but I did say 50-50s entire that was, yeah. agency yeah. just because I've never seen a group with that much, like, potential. Like, their song, I mean, it was just there on a silver platter for their agency to, like, to take, you know, they just had to foster it, and it just totally just blew up in their faces like everybody See. it just everyone just failed them like that song is still being played on the internet like like Ooh. Jimin had said earlier like she heard it on a what was it for an app but it was or an ad, ad. Song, yeah. an ad and yeah people are still playing that song listen not to be look I'm not a company stand I'm not I don't stand the devil I hate Satan actually but Lee Suman would not have fumbled, fumbled that bag. He wouldn't have. Nope. <laughs> Lee, Lee Suman would have did everything he They would have been the only group signed to SM Entertainment. Because one thing about Lee Suman is he picks favorites. And he picks favorites from the best of the best. Hence why we have Super M and, and groups of that nature. And why Mark and Taeyong get all the lines in NCT. So I feel like we need to get back to an era where CEOs actually were more than just business owners. They were actually attached to the music. Now, I will say, we don't really need JYPs out here, you know, people who, you know, always <laughs> mumbling in the background of your chat, track and whatnot. But we need people who actually care about the music and the artistry and the visuals, even if they are a little bit of a control freak right. and kind of got some out there ideas, at least they're trying something innovative and not just giving... The reason... I truly feel like SM... This past year was trash. Right. Because whatever they were doing with Lee Suman, they're not doing it anymore. That's what I feel. That's but it that's another conversation. So my scandals of the year are not actually scandals, I don't think, <laughs> at least in comparison to what y'all was talking about. I have two. 
The first one is not, okay, this ain't a scandal. This is just a public service announcement. We are not in the fifth generation yet, okay? We're not. <laughs> I wish y'all would shut up stop and stop saying that. Also, straight kids is a third gen group. They're not fourth gen. I don't know where that came from. You have to understand how long the generations last. You have to understand how they work. You have to understand the vibe and the theme. You know, to me, generations change when the theme changes. So, you know, the first gen, that was like, you know, really like a like nine Western 90s groups, but in Korea, you know. Then the second gen was like, then there was this period of time where it's like soloists and and you know expanded to Japan. Second gen was more of that Holly wave in Japan. Third gen was that true Westernization. That's when EXO, BTS, you know, the BAP, those groups are popping off. And then fourth gen is characterized by being hella derivative, right? To me, when I think of fourth gen, I think of trying to be third gen, but but trying too hard. That's what I think of a fourth gen. We're not really in a fifth gen yet. I think I think we're still in that generation where people are trying too hard to be other groups. I think okay, mm-hmm. this is for example, this is a prime example of this, and and this is actually this is a, actually a really good example because it's an example where even though they're trying to be something else, they they're kind of doing it pretty well. Espa is trying their darndest to be Blackpink, but I think they're actually doing it pretty decently well in my personal opinion i think that so many of these other groups are trying to be other things like new jeans is really trying to be something that it just it's not working like the whole y2k thing and people saying they invented y2k and i'm like no the people in y2k the people in who were popping off in the 2000s invented the 2000s and even to them they were a little bit derivative of the 80s so it's like everything is a slightly reductive but i think that this the fourth gen is extremely reductive they're all just copying each other when bts did dynamite suddenly everybody wanted to do disco when freaking uh txt did zero by one love song suddenly every boy group wanted to be a rock band you know it's just at this point i think that that's what characterizes the fourth gen is sort of this lack of identity which could explain why the award shows have been boring is h.e hockey sticks uh-huh. and yeah. why when why is it that when i watch the award songs do you know i just watched i think i told y'all this earlier listeners i just watched yunjun from txt do a cover of a song that just came out a couple months ago right when have you ever seen that if you usually you know back in the day with the k-pop song like the k-pop um like our award shows the covers were older songs you know it's like a shinwa cover or hot cover how are you doing a cover of a taemin song i will beat you with that because yuna from itzy also did a cover of jenny's you and me which also was released like this year last year or something like that like they, yeah it was like the official out like single release was this year but it, she'd been performing it at their concerts jenny actually hasn't even performed it on Music Bank, Ikigayo, nothing, nothing. So the first time that they had like a nationwide, you know, performance of this song is a cover by Yuna from Itzy. Oh, that, see that, <laughs> that is so embarrassing. That is, that, the fourth gen need to be slapped and all of their agencies need to be slapped because that's very embarrassing to me. I, I feel like there is no reason why you should be covering a song that just came out. Right. 
it's not a tribute at that point. What are you tributing? It, what are you doing? It just came out. So I just feel like it just speaks to how reductive this generation is. And then all of like the, the extended 20 minute long dance breaks in the middle of chasing that feeling. Girl, I came here to listen to the song, not see you pop lock off beat. Right. I'm, I'm really tired of it. Like it's really annoying because I feel like, in, in a way, it's really, to me, not the group's fault because I just listened, I just watched a video the other day of TXT recording their new album, Chasing That Feeling. I, I watched them recording the album and I noticed that literally every word that they were saying got modified. Like literally every single word, the 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 producer would stop and be like, okay, can you sing it again in a different way? And I'm like, dang. And then I listened to Tayman do his and he would go a whole verse and not stop. Right. And it's different. And, and before you say, oh, but Jimmy, but, you know, what about, you know, well, if you watched Michael Jackson record We Are the World, he kept stopping. No, Michael was stopping himself because he wanted perfection. He wasn't being coached by the producer that knew, to me, the producer don't have a great ear because if you did, you wouldn't auto-tune the songs to death. Like, to, I just think that, like, the amount of, like, hand-holding and editing and filtering and all, it's just, like, everything has to be so excellent. It becomes so, quote-unquote, flawless that it's flawed. Like, it's extremely flawed. Why am I even going into this little rant? That's not a scandal. That's more like a theme. <laughs> but the point <laughs> is, is we are not in the fifth gen, and we won't be in the fifth gen until I can see a group that stops being reductive. I don't know who that group is gonna be. Maybe it'll be TAN since they did they just debut. Nope, they they've been debuted. It, I don't know. I don't know who the group is gonna be. Somebody who needs to debut and do something different. Okay, that's my first one. My second one is also not really a scandal, but it is kind of a scandal because it was really funny. So anybody who knows TXT, y'all know Subin. Y'all know Subin's the leader, but he's not the oldest. He's the second oldest. He's also very tall. He's like 6'1", 6'2". And it always shocks people because they're like, oh, but he's so coordinated and all these things. He's so funny. Subin is crazy, y'all. Tell me why he he was on, I think, like live, one of the live apps, Weaver, something like that. And he was like, you know what confuses me? I forgot exactly how he said it, but he was like, I don't, did he say this on the live? I don't know exactly. Oh, look, I was reading the transcript. So I feel like the words he used were so funny. But he was like, it confuses me how y'all, like, th- there be these groups that be talking about, you know, you know, F all my ops. And, you know, they be beefing with people. And they be like, you know, y'all ain't got nothing on me. And, like, all all these, all my haters out here, I got all these haters. And Sue been like, how you gonna have haters when you ain't even debuted yet? And I just was like, <laughs> <laughs> it just really resonated with me because it took me back to how BTS used to have hella songs about having haters. And I'm like, but y'all knew goo. <laughs> like, how you have haters and don't nobody even know who you are? So... I thought that was very funny and the whole like Moa fandom was talking about it and they were like, he right though. Like why do all of these Nugu groups be talking about their haters and they don't have haters? It's just like cringy. Like, yeah. And I never thought I would hear an idol be like, it's that's so cringy. Like he, his whole thing was like, it's just cringy. It's just like cheesy and corny. Like do something else. Anyway, yeah. that was my favorite thing of 2023. I thought that that was great. I'm trying to yeah. think of what else were like positive because I do want to end this like more positive 
then negative because it did get kind of serious now that I'm thinking back. To what yeah, it got very serious. Yeah, yeah. We do uh, have the add your own category, which I think it might be not that serious. Can I? Okay, well, maybe we like do what do you guys think is like, well, what do you guys think would was the uh, most positive thing to come out of K pop in 2023? Mm. <sighs> wow. TXT? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know? Probably people finally realizing that Seventeen is a really talented group because I feel like a lot of people really slept on them because they weren't as like successful as some of the other top third gen boy groups when it came to chart mm-hmm. success. But for some reason, they just popped completely off in twenty twenty three to the point where like the Korean general public is knows them. Okay. Um, and. I'm happy for them because I feel like they, after NCT, they have the second strongest vocals of the third gen. Oh, no, the third strongest vocals. Well, okay. Depends on how you consider NCT. But I think that, like, it's basically like this. EXO is at the very top, and then there's a giant wall, and then there's NCT, and and then there's a slight wall and then there's 17 and then there's a giant wall <laughs> and then there's everybody else. And at the very bottom of that list is probably BTS. <laughs> so when it comes to agree. vocals, I would agree. Okay. So one thing I would say is a very positive is that we're continuing to see these, you know, older gen groups and, you know, idols and things like that continue to charge ahead and make, their own agencies and do their own comebacks. I mentioned Infinite, but Vix also had a comeback this year that was, you know, pretty good. I like I wouldn't say it's outstanding, like in terms of like Vix's general quality, but I thought it was a pretty solid comeback. And so I kind of like and that that's continuing. It's like they're not putting a stop to these idols because we know and you know with the 50 50 thing like they're trying to start law like a law or legislate a law to like prevent companies from being taken advantage from the people the trainees i guess and the idols that are assigned to them which is very crazy because we know where the power is in that relationship but uh anyways it's good to see that people are still trying to or still successfully able to be independent um after their youth has run out uh because you know it's not, it's not talent that has run out, guys, or passion or anything like that. It's their youth has run out, so that's why they're not trending anymore. Uh, but, you know, it's always good to see older people still making music and still being passionate about it and still wanting to um, promote and do the same things that they've been doing for, like, 10, 15, sometimes even 20 years, uh, you know, in the case of, like, TVXQ. And so I think that's really good. We're going to see Sistar next year. This, well, this year, 2024. Sistar 19 is coming back, which is exciting as well, too. And, and also to see them be relatively successful when they come back, too. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And one thing I will say is that, you know, there's a lot of not great things that has come out of this whole Western uh, expansion, you know, like in terms of, you know, English releases, things like that. But... I think not being so dependent on the Korean market and sometimes even just like the East Asian market is great for some groups who are now able to like tour and make music based on their international fan base. 
Yep. I I think that's like a one of the very like one of the best aspects of like K-pop right now is that groups that I loved in the past that you know didn't have Korean support that and eventually had to like disband like Dalshabet and Nine Muses, you know, like they would have they I I definitely feel that they would have been able to continue a little bit longer if you know they had something set up for them to tour and to to utilize the western support you know just looking at the way that got seven you know continues to make music you know individually because they have support from an international community and not just korea is you know i think it's a positive as well too so we Wait, can i, I mean to that? Not, yeah yeah i well i just want to say lastly card would not yeah, exist to this extent if it wasn't for the international community and card, you know, is still able to do what they're doing. So it's not just like, you know, Luna was able to do that as well too for as long as they were. And just like it's yeah. it's it's a good thing. So yeah. What about you? The, just one thing I want to add to that is in the same vein, it's also really, really good to see idols decoupling their musical representation from other things like Dio. Dio decoupling his representation for EXO from like his acting yeah. career. I yes. think that like stuff like that is so smart and it really kind of started with got seven to me. I mean, maybe other people did it before, but like for the most part, I feel like a lot of groups still did the one-stop shop model, but then got seven was like, or you could just, you know, still do the idol thing, but like also have separate representation for all of your activities, which is important so that like your company doesn't have a monopoly over you. I really like that. And I think that's going to be actually a trend going forward. Yeah, I, I definitely, like, I agree because I don't think your, the music agency that signed you should be the one also managing your acting career or your modeling career. I don't think that that makes sense. I think you want to sign with an agency that deals with models. You want to sign with an agency that deals with actors. That's why a lot of times after the seven years, a lot of these idols leave their company because they want to do other things, but they can't do, you, you can't promote or you can't get roles more so is the, is the idea because like SM, for example, was more focused on making music because it's a music agency, right? And company, and obviously they have actors signed there too, right? But they don't have the prestige in the acting space to get roles. And also because they were so focused on the music, they would turn down, like Sohyun had said, like they had turned down roles that she wanted because she like it was more important for her to tour or to have be there for this comeback or whatnot or prepare for a comeback than it was it, it, like it there's not like that balance that you need with when you're juggling multiple careers in that same way and so that's why it's important to have different agencies taking care of different things or maybe it's like you don't want to be an idol more you just do it because you know it keeps you relevant but you really don't want to be a part of that anymore so you know maybe it's it's a good thing you just move to an acting agency move to a modeling agency do that instead and i i think it's like really important to focus like to be where the work is and the work mm -hmm. that's relevant to your interests it's not just about making money obviously that's important but it should also be about you know doing what you like <laughs> and and being able to have the roles that you want if you want to be an actor or make the music that you want if you're a musician you know like i, I just don't think that one stop shop is going to work for that for much longer so yep ash do you have anything positive i think y'all covered it pretty succinctly cool because i have something to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> y'all know i always got something to say okay i want to add my own topics and categories going forward so the first one I want to add is black people popping up all over Korean media. 
because one, obviously we have the queen Fatou who just actually had another scandal, but it's not a bad scandal. It's actually one where like, I'm like, people are really respecting her, but basically she said that BTS were real rappers. And I guess Blackpink stands took offense to that for no reason at all. (laughs) (laughs) Literally no reason. They just took offense. They just were like, Oh, so you're saying that Jenny is bad. And I was like, (laughs) shit, maybe she is bad. I don't know (laughs) the way listen but either way the reason why i said it's a good thing is because at least armies are not harassing her instead they're commenting under her posts talking about how pretty she is how talented she is and i think she deserves that respect i think she's hella funny and i think she is very beautiful and talented so yeah that so but yeah i wanted to say yeah black people popping over so obviously fatu and then there's that that one okay this one is weird there's this new interviewer that has just popped off on YouTube. It's this black guy that's just interviewing all the idols. But like the thing that I don't like about it is like the interviews seem like the vibe of it is like very, very casual to the point where it feels like there's like they the things they the idols say to him, they would never say to a Korean interviewer that of his same age. Like like they just say things that just sound really disrespectful and i guess for me too because it's like in korea it's such a respect culture and it's such like an honorific culture to where if you're not calling him like you're not calling this guy i mean you wouldn't call him hyungmin but something like that instead you're just calling him by his name or you know or you just like talking to him with like just this level of like familiarity that feels disrespectful to me and it feels like you wouldn't do that if he was not a black man and if his whole shtick wasn't like, I think his shtick is like a comedy thing. But still, it's y'all don't get that buck wild even with the Korean comedians. You know what I mean? Yeah. So y'all, y'all have to watch him to know what I'm talking about. I haven't really watched a full episode, but from the clips I've seen, he did one with NCT and he did one with TXT, and I didn't like the way that either of the groups was speaking to him. And I didn't. And and granted, he could be okay with it, but it still felt weird. It's like, why is Korea making this type of content pop off for black people when they could have? a real a serious black interviewer pop off you know it's weird right. also the one with him and his sister because i know that there was like this I, I think he's they're african i'm not sure where in africa they're from probably like ghana nigeria that's where i assume that they're from i don't know but i know oh. that they did they were really popular as well and they did do some interview they they interview people i just like honestly i i've never watched an interview I usually don't watch a lot of these interviews like that. Just Me either, but... But I did see that him and his sister were, like, interviewing people who were pretty popular, like, in the K-pop space. So I just... Yeah, I was really... I wasn't sure if that's who you're referring to. But I did notice, like, there were newer Black faces, like, outside of, like, Sam, you know? <laughs> and, like, Fatou. Yes. So I, I do like that, you know, there are more people. I, honestly, I don't know the context of even the interview that i'm mentioning or the interviewers that i'm mentioning but uh, yeah i know the guy you're talking about with the sister because i remember they were saying that people really liked him because he tends to make the people he's interviewing feel really comfortable and stuff Mm. so he's you know and he speaks fluent korean obviously and so Okay, maybe he does have a sister because I think Jonathan and Patricia is what came up when I like try to when I Google his name with KBS. And maybe that's what it is. He just makes the idols feel comfortable. If that's the case, then that's fine. But it do seem I don't know, if you just see it from like first glance, it looks like really bad. Like it to me it gives a bad impression. And I don't that I don't like. 
But I, once again, I'm not going to complain on behalf of people who, if, if that's kind of his vibe, if he's just one of those like unserious interviewers, then that's fine. But like, and it does seem like he is unserious, but like, I don't know, maybe just, I'm just extra sensitive. Cause I'm like, it just feel like they're kind of taking advantage of his jovial nature and treating yeah. him in a way they wouldn't treat a Korean comedian, you know? Okay. Oh, he's from Congo. So I, it is Jonathan. So Jonathan, it's, it's the show, I guess it's called Jonathan's Home or Welcome to Jonathan's Home. Oh, no, wait, no. Or maybe that's something else. I don't know. But yeah, so they, they have interviewed people like Sunmi and Schumann from EXO and like, which is pretty big, actually. <laughs> and they are pretty popular. It's, apparently, I was looking like when I Googled him on he was on Asian Boss four years ago and it's and the title is congo prince the most popular black teen in korea so maybe that's why they're okay if he's younger than them then maybe that's why he's not they're not like being talking to him with the respect you know okay i didn't okay i probably should have done more research before i said that but still the the point still stands like if it does i kind of want to google him now just to make sure but i don't know his name it's just jonathan Congo yeah. Prince. Okay, Jonathan Tony Yombi. He's Congolese Korean. Oh. Okay. Really? <laughs> okay. Okay, he is young though, but he's still older than the, the idols that he had been interviewing. So they could have called him young. And I don't remember hearing that. Like he he's very young. He's 23. Even though he looked oh, forty three, but yeah. but so for some context, Huning Kai is twenty one. So he, either way, he would have still called him young. Right, right, right. right? You see what I'm saying? Maybe like before the interview, he tells them to just be really chill. Chill. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like we don't like. Uh, I don't know yeah, exactly just guessing, what happened. Yeah. It's just like you know, in Korea, they. Oh, so I guess his parents lived there and they were on a show like a variety show or whatever that showed their life and they got the positive feedback from there and then after that he kind of built on that platform yeah i mean i honestly i do feel a little hesitant sometimes when i see black people get sort of celebrity status in a lot of these countries because i know just like it, it's literally could take anything for them to be turned on like we saw it with sam so yeah. I would be worried about that as well too. But it's it's like it's like this guy's the new Sam, you know? It kind of gives right. that vibe. But right. anyway, so, so yeah. The next category I want to add is plastic surgery gone too far or gone wrong because I don't know if it's surgery or if it's just diet culture for him, but like all of a sudden, like the past month or so, or like yeah, about about the past month or, or a little bit more than that, maybe a couple months. Yunjun has like the the I, I I can show you a picture later, but like he the skin around his face is so tight, like he looks so skinny, almost to the point where he looks like a bobblehead. But it don't look like weight loss skinny; it looks like buckle fat removal skinny. Mm, and it's so popular; it looks gross to me personally. I shouldn't say people's plastic surgery looks gross, but I don't care. I'm tired of like you I feel like we've been trying to do the whole like body positivity and it's okay to get cosmetic surgery and it is you know it's like that makes you feel good gender affirmation whatever but sometimes it do get scary and sometimes it does get to the point where it's like what kind of precedent is this setting for other people and I I will piggyback on that to, to bring more of a western spin it's like BBLs BBLs literally could kill you and yet yeah. 
it's so widespread and it doesn't need, like personally i don't think they look good i'm i'm like that's just my personal preference i would never do that to my body i don't see a point in doing it to be quite honest but also i just feel like they i've never really seen a good one to be quite honest mm-hmm. even like from the really rich like when all the kardashians had them i just never thought it looked good so that's just my personal preference on the situation but i mean i've been very honest with like saying that i've had to unfollow korean certain korean seller celebrities on ig because it was just becoming too uncanny valley like i can like it, it is a problem when you can like when you can pinpoint an an era for a celebrity not on their hair color or like your haircut or anything like that but on how their face looks like i think that's strange I just, I personally think that's strange. I Sue me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Obviously, like, there's a lot of pressure to look good, quote unquote, mm-hmm. in Korea. And there's a lot of pressure to be perfect. And there's a lot of pressure to be as skinny as possible. So, like, these are all problems, clearly, yes. Uh, but I just don't, like, I, I just feel like so many people are taking it and seeing how these celebrities look and then they're applying it to themselves and it's like you're not a celebrity you do not need to look perfect in 4k but also we live in a digital era where your camera your phone your phone literally will take your picture and automatically apply filters to it like so there is it's like a bigger it's not just like you know koreans and and oh yeah black people and or you know people in the hip-hop world for the most part and bbls it's like this this digital online you know image that everybody wants to have they want to look perfect they like they don't want their flaws to be you know present i'm like this is but this also ties back to touch some grass guys when you outside and you touch grass you see people for real like you see their face you see Mm -hmm pigmentation marks you see you know maybe regular eyelashes one thing i will say i know i'm a hater but i just don't understand why regular people on a regular basis have you know fake eyelashes i don't understand that like why what what is the purpose of all this who Mm -hmm. like it's just too much like i think that we are literally in a a too much era when it comes to looks and you know the idea of perfection and I just posted the pictures, by the way, of like what he looks like recently. Yeah. Um, the last two links. And then I'm going to post one more link of what he used to look like. Sorry, but continue. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just, you know, like to tie it all together. That has been my major issue. Like I remember, I think last year or something like that, when I found out that there was a TikTok dedicated to like Momo's body. Because, you know, there's that really infamous video, like a live stream that they did where Momo said like she was going to get kicked out as a trainee or something like that if she didn't lose all this weight. And so she literally went on a water diet, but she, it was like, she sparingly drank water. She's, and crazy. like the whole, the whole point of it was that she did it. She did the hard work and she stayed there. And now she's in twice. And people take that story and they're like, okay, well maybe it's worth it because look at what she's able to accomplish with it. I'm like, okay, but you know what happens to your body? when you starve yourself and when you only put water in it and like sparingly put water in it your your organs literally start to die after a while like it's just like guys viewers i i I mean we make fun of bts a lot but the whole idea of loving yourself and just like meeting yourself where you are is very important do not allow this social media stuff to 
make you feel like you're not enough, that you're not pretty enough, you're not rich enough, you're not talented enough. Honestly, sometimes the best anybody can do is to exist. Also, I want to add that the lead that, okay, this is a hot take, but I feel like our unironically BTS is the, probably the, like one of the least sliced up groups outside of like RM. I really do feel like they're the ones who like, I think they realized, you know, J-Hope was like, this is just the shape of my skull. (laughs) It was just like, listen, there ain't no surgery for that one. So, and and listen, I'm just saying, they are kind of one of the least sliced and diced. But yeah, I just posted like, like the pictures of Yunjun and I'm just kind of disappointed not in him because I think that anytime you see stuff like that like I think of like bomb right I think Mm -hmm. that like what do you have to be going through for somebody to convince you that like you should do that you know like what what do you have to be going through and clearly I do think that I think bomb definitely went through something Um, and any idol whose face is like just drastically different than and and, and you could say oh it's because they grow up and blah blah blah. but no you can't really say that with tomorrow by together because for example if you look at Subin Subin has lost a lot of his baby fat he still looks the same he's probably the least cut up out of all of TXT but Yunjun and Yunjun was least cut up but then just this past year I don't know what happened he just like went crazy with either the waist weight loss or the doctor visit so you know yeah definitely love yourself these things can be irreversible because you might decide in a year from now you don't want to look like that no more right and the thing is like guys once again in the real world with people like no there's no such thing as perfection like the way that you you see these idols when they're on word shows when they're on inkigayo when they're you know in a music video that's not how they look at home like that's like they also have off days they get pimples like everybody else they feel like bloated and you know all that kind of stuff like this this image that you see of like idols and like you know actors and dramas and you know any celebrity anywhere in the world that's just what they look when cameras are on and when these 4k cameras specifically are on you know and they're getting get getty images and when people look at them and criticize them you know, and like the whole glass skin thing, the only person I've ever seen in glass skin in real life was this old lady that I saw today. She had some true glass skin, but I ain't never seen it from even people I know who are like straight up models. Like I, and people who I know who are popular and famous on the internet in real life, they don't have glass skin, y'all. That's the filters. I'm telling you, it really is the filters. Absolutely. Like, and also just like, it's so, 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 so important for okay shoot i totally lost my train of thought as i was speaking <laughs> oh no oh no no it's not your fault it's not your fault it's my and i know you was about to hit you was about to get right in the pocket too because you was gearing up you was ramming up yeah i can't remember what well why are you thinking of it i want to say the last category i want to add next year sure sure the last category i want to add is the best performance because i Watching that Taman move, boy, I was like, that would have been the best performance of the year. The only performance that I think was almost as good as that is we need to bring back boy groups doing older female idol, really sensual and girly choreography. I'm not just talking about doing it to be funny or doing it. And and it's like, and the choreography is like 
hyper masculine like for example like a lot of the fourth gen girl groups have like nct choreography so it's like not that subversive i'm talking about like when Taman released move that's kind of a girl group choreography people don't realize that that's that's like a boa choreography okay i feel like txt they did a choreography this year did y'all see it which one they did a shoot what award show was it txt performance I forgot what it was called. They were dressed in red. Hold on. I'm about to, I'm going to pull oh, it up for y'all. While you're doing that, while you're doing that, I'll remember what I was going to say. Okay. Oh, go ahead. What I, I was going to say is that it's really important for you guys to remember that like, if you're chasing valid, validity from other people, there's no such thing as getting a universal, you know, approval. So like you're always going to have people who are criticizing you, who are hating on you, regardless of how you look. You could be the best looking person on the planet and people will still be like, well, actually, you know, like your nose is too flat. Your eyes are to this. Your forehead is to this. So I just like, you know, at the end of the day, you have to make sure that you love yourself and that you meet yourself where you are. Because, you know, there's only certain things that are, are even possible with plastic surgery at this point, you know? True words have never been spoken. Okay, so, I have the, I have it on the watch together. The performance I'm talking about. Okay, I oh, I do invitation. want y'all to watch. Yes, I invitation. Fun. I don't know whose song it is though. Um, it's a JYP wrote the song. Shiny did something like this back in the day too. And if you notice, all the all of the guys have their nails painted. And I wish they would have gone all the way and just like worn skirts. Taemin wore um, skirts recently. It's Jungkwa. Who's that's the song. But I mean, wow. just look, just like, I just feel like it's so like, I don't know. It's just so cool. Like, I just like watching it. I think it's interesting. I think that it's subversive and it needs to be done. We need to normalize it, especially with a group that's like, like TXT, right? So, but anyway, so yeah, watch this in full when you get a chance. Look at, look at them. You can't tell I can really like the song. Like it's, it's one of those like timeless tracks i think personally no i agree i remember i can't remember who all was in it but they did boy groups members did a cover of something by girls girls day and it wasn't like a jokey one like they dressed the part right mm -hmm. i know max from tvxq was in it but i can't remember tvxq but like if you know something by girls day it's like very sexual it's very sensual like this song mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where you yeah it, it was just really cool because you know most most of these boy groups like they or like i guess masculinity you know people who are really buy into like the whole masculinity thing like they would not want to do something like this because they feel like it's it's quote-unquote gay or you know like whatever and it, it's like if you're so like for me if you're so confident in your quote-unquote masculinity you know however you define it you're not gonna care like doing it all none of this is gonna affect it right you yep. know what i mean well i enjoyed this is probably what, the longest one we've done i enjoyed it it was great we had like a good time 2023 was definitely a year of all time and i can't wait to see what 2024 has in store for us so thank yeah. you for Yay. being with us for another year. And we look forward to another year with you. Closing yeah. remarks. Closing remarks. 
Um, just I'm grateful for you guys and I'm grateful for our listeners. Thank you for sticking with us. We also have a Patreon. Obviously, very tough times, guys. But if you have $3 a month to spare, you know, you can help us buy mics and things that that keep us being able to do this without you know any issues so if you have a despair please do sign up for our patreon and and why i like the patreon idea instead of just like straight donations is that we actually make content on our patreon there's like hundreds of videos on there at this point so i don't think you'd be bored you know of us and just of the content on there because it's like a lot of different things conversations album reviews whatnot we watch thai dramas on there uh, i think you guys would have like if you enjoy our podcast i think you would enjoy that as well too and you get to help us if you can't donate please 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 share you know us with other people who you think would be interested in us and if you have any comments questions concerns don't hesitate to reach out to us you know i think i i guess i'll do it now you know we're on twitter at nyan edizens on facebook and instagram at not your average netizens you can email us anytime at not your average netizens at gmail.com if you're a patreon if you're a patron of us you can contact us on patreon as well all right Happy New Year to Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.